We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. Every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be going live and direct with guests. I have live looping, improvised music stuff and games prizes and more go to twitch.tv slash we speak english good and tune in also go to modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com check out the latest and greatest from this fully embroidered patches and apparel online store actually the latest one is my favorite which is a maga hat with blm spray painted graffitied over it you gotta go check it out it's amazing i put it up on my facebook these hats are selling like hot cakes go check it out for yourself modedstudios.com now on with the show
was Rebel Soul from today's guest, Dream On Music. You can find that on all streaming platforms. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Dream On Music. Dreamon is a music streamer. She is a musician IRL. She is a, 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 a songwriter, a dancer, uh, just so much. She is just a multi-talented human being, and uh, I had a blast talking to her. She is based out of Los Angeles, California, and I believe. Let me let me go on her website. Make sure I get this right. Dreamon is it DreamonMusic.com? Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, yes, it is. So it's dreamonmusic.com. So D R E E M O N M U S I C.com. Go check her out. Give her some love. Go stream Rebel Soul. She's also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dreamonmusic. Go get yourself some Dree. We'll get to Dree in just a moment. But first, go to reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out what this girl is doing. She is streaming four days a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays and uh, at, at 8 a.m., Saturdays at 8 p.m., I'm trying to get this right. And I think Sunday's at 8 p.m. I think it's all 8 p.m. 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to her website. Check it out. Twitch.tv. Raina Mystique. Go get yourself some Raina. We just got done doing this amazing subathon, which is basically it was a fundraiser because Raina works her fucking ass off. And she wants the month of October off. Can you imagine? She wants a month off. Ugh, how un-American. No, uh, she wants a month off to to create. And so what we're going to do is, well, mostly her, but uh, she did ask me if I had any songs, which I was very flattered because she's sort of, uh, it's been amazing seeing Raina grow as her own uh, a musician, as her own artist, because I used to write a lot of the music. Now that she plays the ukulele, she don't need me all the time throwing her all these complicated chords. She's actually a really great songwriter on her own accord. And... Uh, you know, so it's been so beautiful seeing her uh, flourish and write her own music, it, it, like completely write her own music and, and, and have fun with it. So it was nice of her to sort of come back and ask me a little bit. And uh, I'm happy about that. So uh, maybe next month, uh, maybe the plan is she raised all this money and um, she's taking the month off of October. She's going to record uh, acoustically some, some songs. And then she wants to take those songs and take them out to the band um, from her other album, 1018, and record them how we did it last time. So I'm really excited about that. That's really cool. I, I love her band. Her band is amazing. And um, uh, I'm excited to see what comes of all this. So October should be a fun month of creative uh, creativity in, in the household here. But... Uh, RainMystique.com. You can also go check out WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. It is new. Well, it's redesigned. It's not like it used to be a while ago. It's been months since it's been newly redesigned. I've barely touched it since. Um, well, since streaming, which you can find me every Monday and Friday 
1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Go out and get yourself some. This Friday, yes, Friday. So I'm recording this a little bit early because we are going to go to Washington, D.C. And Rain is going to do an IRL from um, from uh, the Smithsonian Zoo because all the museums are closed from COVID. So we decided to take a get out of town for a couple days go check out the zoo try to you know do it safely we're gonna be socially distanced and and uh we're gonna have a good time it it, september was a crazy month for us there was just huge projects and 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 just lots of work lots of stuff so we're gonna take a couple days head to our nation's capital and just chill out you know she'll still be streaming and in fact today is monday i'm supposed to be streaming today but i ended up canceling so we could drive today so we're gonna be leaving a little bit later today and so i'm recording this a little bit early but this friday on the stream now this is wseg tv twitch.tv slash we speak english again we are gonna have steve damn it what's his name steve grumbine steve grumbine of macro and cheese or of realprogressives.com um we're gonna be talking about mmt baby uh he's a metal fan so i mean i know i know this is a music podcast okay i know but we deviate sometimes right we deviate because we're curious about what's going on so steve grumby he he's very interesting his podcast macro and cheese is i really like it and the idea of MMT, which is very complicated, and I won't, I won't, I won't sound like an asshole trying to explain it to you guys. So tune in this Friday, which is hold on, <clears throat> let's see. Oh man, oh it's October second, Friday, October second. We're gonna have Steve on, and we're gonna talk about MMT, which is modern monetary theory, which is sort of. The idea that our government can just print as much money as they want and therefore we could actually lift uh, all of our citizens out of object poverty and, and elevate everyone to a, a equal level, <clears throat> um, which I think is more of the problem, more than a bunch of racist people being racist. I think it's more of there's a bunch of poor people being poorer and a bunch of poorest being poorest, which poorest is like racist but poor but 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 people who don't like the poor like rich elites um i know that's uh, i'm not trying to look i'm not trying to uh, we go that but i don't know it's i know that there is racism out there but i i also think that there is this huge disparity between rich and poor and um that's that's really what we're fighting against here is the fact that there's the has and the have nots and it just so happened that look look i'm already talking about this shit and i forgot what my main point was (laughs) what what were we talking oh yeah yeah so modern monetary theory is the idea of that our government can just sort of print off all the money uh, without worrying about hyperinflation because of other things that is in play. See, I don't know. This is why I'm talking to Steve Grumbine. This is why Steve's going to come on the show on Friday. And he's going to clarify what MMT means. Very excited about this. And um, uh, I've been kind of obsessing over finance in the last few months. Obviously, you know, we're going through some shit 
the world is going through some shit with COVID, and uh, you know, me and my wife are planning on buying a house, and and uh, I, it's important. You should be paying attention if if you're gonna make this huge investment in property, you should definitely be trying trying to understand what this investment means and how it's gonna affect you, how you're affected by the 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 environment that you are investing in. So it's a it's important and that's what i'm doing i'm trying to be responsible but with that responsibility i've also kind of gone down the rabbit hole of trying to learn like what finance means and and how our economy works and it's just so multifaceted and and i, I there's just so many parts and and i caught myself on the on the podcast the other day trying to explain why why the s&p 500 is gonna fail and, and just like as I'm saying, I just feel like such an asshole. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I'm just listening. I, I'm just repeating shit I heard off of some YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's not good. It's not <laughs> so this is why I'm reaching out to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Hopefully. I'm sure he does. Like his podcast is very, very, very good. Macaron Cheese. Go check it out. Okay. So that was sort of a long pitch. We got a lot of great guests coming up on WSEG TV slash We Speak English Good Podcast because we all know that WSEG TV just turns into the podcast, which I'm really happy to say that you guys have been uh, downloading lots of episodes. It's crazy. It's it, uh, We're hitting new monthly rec- It's so weird because it's like the episodes themselves haven't really grown in... In, in listenership so like each episode will have a few thousand we get about three thousand three to three to six thousand downloads right a per episode but that hasn't really shifted but the overall listens have so the overall listens have gone up pretty well um so i don't know i don't know what that means <laughs> i don't know it's like you would expect if like the overall listens go up like your monthly listens if they if they go up you would think that each episode individually would go up which is so strange i mean when you look back in the okay i'm like never mind it's i'm starting to go into my numbers i'm thinking out loud and really why are we here we're here to 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 learn about dream on music and i'm sitting here rambling on about numbers and podcasts and bullshit so don't worry about that Maybe we'll talk about it at the end on the other side. And as a matter of fact, I should actually be wrapping this up all together because I need to get ready and pack to drive eight hours to D.C. So this is what we're going to do. Like, subscribe, review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you can like us on social media. Do that. Discord. There's links in the in the show notes. Uh, 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 subscribe. Subscribe on Apple iTunes. Uh, anywhere you can get your podcast, subscribe. It helps. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. We have music tutorials. We have, mm, we're having most of the new uh, video releases of, uh, of, 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 of the podcast. We have the video versions. Yes. I'm so, I don't know why that was so hard to spit out. We have video versions of the interviews on YouTube right now go get yourself some uh you can also find a link to the videos uh the to the video 
interviews in the show notes. So be on the lookout for that. If you guys just want to go into the show notes and click on the YouTube link, it'll take you right to the video of the interview. Very cool. Um, also, you can subscribe on Twitch, which will cost you a little bit of money. You can also review, leave a review. This is this is the most important part to me because it makes us uh, it makes us searchable. It makes us more visible in the podcasting world. Anytime you leave a review, it helps us grow. So if you like the podcast and you want to help, but you don't want to give me any money, which I agree, you, you shouldn't have to give me money because what am I doing really here? <laughs> uh, and uh, so like, subscribe, review, uh, write the show at we speak English good dot wait we speak english good at gmail.com i'm sorry i'm tired it's like six in the morning i'm it's just i'm in the laundry room again uh it's early uh okay that's it that's it we're, we're done we're done with all this let's get over it to dream on music uh again dree is a friend of ours rain of mystiques myself she is a fellow streamer and I, I love her, and um, her community is awesome. So go check out her streams, uh, twitch.tv slash dreammonmusic. It's D-R-E-E-M-O-N-M-U-S-I-C, dreammonmusic.com. And, of course, go stream her music because she is a songwriter, a songstress from the West Coast. And uh, go stream her music on Spotify or anywhere you stream music. Okay, guys. That's enough out of me. Let's head on over to Dream On Music. Here we go, guys. Give a round of applause for Dream On. Hey! <laughs> oh my god hey. I love that I oh. love that so much oh. <laughs> Thank you so much Dree I appreciate you coming on and, and bearing witness to whatever just happened there That was <laughs> My face is frozen oh, is there it, we are. are you frozen? Oh okay I'm glad no. it's not frozen You're good I think it was for a second in a really funny position. <laughs> <laughs> I love those I love those uh when when you're hanging up with a friend and it just gets caught in a or, or you talk to somebody, and it just <laughs> happens. Oh, I see glitter. Thank you for the go glitter. I appreciate it. But oh, I had it so low. That's what happened. Look at me. Look at me. So we're doing we're doing a couple new things. So excuse me while I just um, sit here and flounder. <laughs> okay, what's up, wizard? What's up, Whispering Glitter? Thank you so much for stopping in. I appreciate it. We were, I've, I've been trying to show everybody your new, uh, your new alert, but I, uh, I've been failing the whole time. But Dree's here, so that's all that matters. Dree, thank you so much for coming on the show. I sincerely appreciate it. How have you been? I know you just woke up. Is, 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 this, is, this, is, this, is this early morning for you? Well, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me, first of all. No problem. Um, but yeah, it, well, you know, I'm on musician time. Yeah, and yeah. Who knows what that is? Musician time mixed with quarantine time mixed with, you know, I don't know. And it's it, every day is different. Right. I'm not a riser. No, I'm not. 
<laughs> no, it's okay. I, I I completely understand. Like the musicians, the musician time frames, it, it spans. It spans all the way into the evening sometimes. So I completely get it. I mean, like when you're used to gigging all the time. Well, when we were gigging constantly, I, I don't know how you. I know you've been doing some live gigs, but you were gigging more before the pandemic, like a lot of us musicians. And, uh, you know, you get used to being up till like three in the morning, two in the morning, and then you're wide awake because after a gig, you know, you're all buzzing and stuff. Uh, You just, you're just, the nighttime just seems to be uh, the right time, right? For sure. For sure. I realized that because I was just having a conversation um, with a good friend and we were talking about like, Oh, can we start things like big things later in the night? You know, like, okay, um, you know, it's nine o'clock. Can I start writing a song now? Or it's nine. Can I start working on a project? And I, I'm that, that way. Like I can. So I think that's just my, my chronotype, you know, like I, I seem to thrive more like later in the day and in the night. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. It's like, well, lately it's been weird because I don't know what happened. I mean, I've been starting to turn into an early riser for whatever reason. Maybe I'm just getting older. Uh, I'm ho- I'm so I'm so happy. This is the best stream. Thank you, Whispering Glitter. I appreciate it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it just I've been getting up early. But ever since the pandemic, I've been just not sleeping well at all. You know and. <clears throat> I, I, I like this morning I was so freaking tired that when I stood up, like like the weight of gravity just just like it it, it was painful. Like it hurt. Like when oh. I was standing, I was like, oh, like just my body like I don't know, it was it's like a kind of discomfort that I can't even describe. And and that's just how I've been going for, for months now. Um yeah, so I mean, and then I go to bed early, and then I wake up super. It's just, it's insane. It's insane. So, so how has your sleep patterns been? Like, I know you're saying quarantine and you know musician yeah. time and stuff. Have, have your sleep schedule gotten a little off? Yeah, it's definitely gotten off. I mean, you know, and like, not to laugh, but I totally identify with what you're saying. It's like all over the place, and um, I don't know. Like, for example, like last night, like, yeah, you know. I want to be awake. I want to be alert. But like, for some reason I get in the bed, it's probably like around one 30 or something like that. So I'm like, okay, it's one 30 AM. Like this would be a good time now to just be done. Right. And, but no, I got to read, I got to read this book that I'm reading. So, you know, I'm like, it's my reading time. So I got to read for like an hour and then I'll go to sleep. So it's like, I'm always like trying to be productive, but the thing that's really productive, which is sleep. I like, avoid <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. do you um do you do you find that like reading is is the reading time something that you just have to do or is it something that's more like um like this is how i can go to sleep or otherwise my brain runs wild i mean or is it a combination of all that i don't No, i'm just like straight psycho like the thing <laughs> is like for me like <laughs> if i'm reading a book i will not feel good about my life if i'm not putting effort so if I'm like, I got this book, I bought it on Amazon, like I paid for this book, it's a really good book, and I'm not like reading it, yeah. then I will get upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel you. Yeah, it's just like, you, I bought it, I paid for it, I'm reading this. <laughs> it's yes, happening. Yes. No, I, I feel that too. I feel that too. But like, but for me, like I'll easily just bail on something. It's like, I don't care if I paid for it, I'm, just, I'm bailing because, but that's just me. <laughs> 
but uh, so when you uh, so so that you have a it's almost like a ritual like this is your reading time this is when I do it and and that's every day. Mm, it's not every day, but mm. it'll just be you know I'll kind of I don't know it's like it's like you kind of look at like all the things that you want to do right. There's mm -hmm. so many things right, and then you're like okay this is one of the things so. When can I fit it in? Right. You know, two yeah. a.m. Two a.m. on Thursday night. Let's pencil it in. Like it's happening. <laughs> Let's <laughs> pencil it in. Which is funny that you know when the pandemic hit, everybody's schedules opened wide. You know, like pretty much anybody, everything got locked down, so everyone's schedule was wide open, trying to fill it. It's funny how musicians. <laughs> We'll 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 see an opening and just need to fill it as soon as possible. Yes. <laughs> let's jam pack <laughs> our life with, with let's 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 find stress that we can we can get ourselves into. But I mean, it's yes. good stress. It's good stress, you know, because we get to do what we like to do. So it's not like it's, you know, you know, it's, this is a good job, right? Like being a musician is a great job, and, and so oh, she's it from, is. Oh, there you are. Yeah, no, I I love it. Oh, so what's the what what book are you reading right now then? So, well, I saw that you had that hat that you were um posting up. So, um it's actually by the um one of the three creators and organizers of Black Lives Matter. Oh, okay. Um Patrice uh Colors Brignac. Mm -hmm. And so actually it's called I just want to make sure I say the name of it correct. Correctly. It's really good, you guys. It's called it's called When They Call You a Terrorist. Oh. And and let, I just got to tell you something. So this is a crazy full circle moment for sure. me. So um so this lady, Patrice, she's just like um she's in my age range, you know, we're not going to say what that is. But <laughs> she's in my age range and she um she has this story. She grew up in the San Fernando Valley, which is where I live, mm. where I grew up. And I realized as soon as I started reading the book that I've met this lady before. Oh, wow. I met her when I was in high school. She was really good friends with someone I went to high school with. They end up going to different high schools. And like, it's so crazy to read about someone having the story that like has so many things that you would have thought were similar. And in those days, like we went to art schools, we were in dance programs together, different schools, different everything so it was like this whole like full circle moment and i'm like holy crap you know but like there you know her story was so different which is what led her to creating black lives matter and it's such a great book it's such an important book and i just you know just to take a minute like if anybody needs any clarification or is wondering what the movement's about like really read this book well, you know, uh, so uh, how far are, are you in it? Did you just start? Or are you pretty deep into it? I'm deep. I'm like nearing the end. Oh, nice, nice. Well, you know, I'm actually a little confused about some of the, the things because uh, the only real reading I've done with, uh, what's up, your favorite today? Can you please put the title and author in chat? Yes. Yes. Mods, could you please do that? <laughs> uh, but... No, because, you know, there's obviously a lot of controversy around Black Lives Matter. Like, you know, a lot of people are, you know, everybody's mad at each other right now, right? I don't know why right. your video stopped. Can, I'm going to try turning. Um, will you try turning your camera off and then turn back on? Oh, sure. Um, I don't I know. know. I don't know why you froze. It's, it's It might be me, honestly. I don't know. 
could be my inter interwebs. <laughs> Our interwebs. I know whispering <laughs> glitter. We're we're trying to figure it out. Thank you though. Wait, did that turn off? Okay, I turned I it turn off. Out. Oh no, you're seeing behind the curtain. <laughs> and I'm gonna turn it back on. Boom! Oh, did it help? It, it's helped. I mean, it did something. We're doing things. Oh, there you go. That's okay. It's okay. You know what? I mean, we'll just we'll talk through it next. Okay. But oh, I got it, technology. Well, well, that's interesting that you read the book because, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, obviously everyone's fighting about something and, and it's a very, it's a very dismal time, but a hopeful time in this country. Um, so the, the big things that I was curious about, and since you read the book, I was curious, uh, a lot of people think there's a lot of controversy about the family unit. You hear a lot about like, why is Black Lives Matter against the family unit? And I'm just curious, since you just read the book. Um, what huh? the author has to say about it. I guess the family unit. I guess I didn't really pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, there is a little bit more to go in yeah. the book. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right now it's kind of getting to to the uh, inception of the, of the organization of mm. what became. Okay, so th this isn't like but the BLM handbook. This is just her thoughts. No, no, no. And this idea. is literally her entire like story and what's happened gotcha. to her own. Uh -huh. And and so yeah, but she, um, I haven't seen her say anything specifically about about that and i know i'm not aware of the no. controversy surrounding it oh that's so. okay we don't even have to go there honestly because i mean I, really i want to know about you tell me about yourself with uh with the uh with the lineage of your music like do you have a family full of musicians uh did you did you start well actually i read somewhere that you were actually started as a dancer so that's interesting <laughs> but let's get there do you have a, a artistic family do you come from an arty family um, I, so actually, no, I, so there was a couple of key people in my life that influenced me. Um, but, but to be honest, you know, I don't come from a musical family or a family that was like equipped for any of this. Like everything I wanted to do from dancing to anything in the arts has been completely like me, like begging and picking and screaming. Like, I want to go to dance class. I want to do this. I want to be involved with this. And they agreed, they acquiesced to it. It wasn't like there was a real, like, you know, support for it. Uh -huh. Like, um, I didn't have dance moms. I didn't have, you know, any of that stuff. Like, I was basically, like, taking buses to, like, go to all these places and just making myself, like, inserting myself in the scene to to get kind of where I wanted to go wow. um, from a real young age. Um, but I did have an influencer, which was um, my sister, one of my older sisters, um, now husband, um, who is a musician and he's a composer. And so even though we're not blood related, he um, definitely rubbed off on me with the, with the music. And when I was 11 years old, I had like one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And my sister and and her husband, John, they took me to see Rent in New York. Mm -hmm. I got to see it with the original cast. Oh, shit. That's and, tight. Hell yeah. yeah. And so that was like kind of it for me. I mean, I think I think that's really where I got the bug for music, even though I didn't really do music till many, many years later. Yeah. I was like, I need to do something with this. Yeah, yeah. So when you... Uh... 
So then were your parents more like a, a very, like, you need to go to school? Did they have, like, a very regimented thing for you? Or was it just, they just not supportive? And They were just loose, you know? Loose, they were gotcha. loose, you know, do what you want, kind of. Gotcha. Um, I think my mom, she really, like, I, I was really just kind of raised with my mom. Like, my dad wasn't around in the sense of, like, speaking of familial units. Yes. Um, he was not not, like not not there but i was i mean you know sorry sorry dad but yeah i was raised by a single parent so mm -hmm. basically it's like um i you know my mom she only could do so much of you course. know because i was yeah. a strong-willed person mm -hmm. and she didn't really have like all the tools and the support i think to like discipline or whatever i think it was kind of like i was like okay i'm gonna go do this now and then if she was like no i'd be like okay bye and then that was it so <laughs> that was it's like I, I basically I told her what I was going to do. Yeah, it was a very LA world, I guess. Well, I don't know. That's that, I mean, well, no, like the you know that's a hard situation. A single mom, and you know it, that's not easy. And and honestly, just to sort of touch back, and we don't have to stay there, but like the kind of the controversy around what I was talking about with BLM was they say that they're trying to break up the family unit. But really what I gathered from what I've read is that they're trying to show more support towards single mothers and, and, mm. and like social programs and, and having community helping, you know, raise this baby because this, it's a community based um, idea. So they're just, it's just, it's weird. I'm still unclear about it. That's why I was curious since you were reading the book, you know, maybe she gave a little more detail about it because the website gives like one paragraph and all I could like disseminate from it is that they just want to help single mothers and not encourage the, uh, the, 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 what do they call that? The, the, the standard issue of what a family unit is, you know, um, looking at a family unit in different ways than just man, girl, children, you know, it's, it, it goes beyond that, right? It, it's not just that spectrum. And so, I guess they're saying that because they they promote that that they're trying to rip the family apart and I don't think that's the case at all. <laughs> I think that's a little overstatement. I'm sorry. I think that what I think your assessment and your um your guesstimate is correct like just from Maybe. I what don't I know. Event, I you know the thing is that the creator um Patrice like she she first of all she's bisexual queer mm. and so her family unit might look different exactly. now. A traditional family unit there's always going to exactly. be people Tradition. that riot against that and oppose that so mm -hmm. they want to tear it down and also looking back into you know growing up you know in the family unit that she had and what is typical of a lot of people like her mm -hmm. is that there is not two parents there right. and parent is in prison or one parent is you know and so I think that giving that she probably does want to give the support to the people that are in that situation and say, you know, there's, this isn't okay, but if this is what we're dealing with, then let's support that. You yeah, know? Let, let's expand. Uh, let's help people so they don't get left behind and fall through the cracks of of, of, of society. And, and that's exactly. what, and that's what I, I that's what I really. Uh, appreciate about the movement is the the bringing the attention to the shit needs to change right like there is some things that fundamentally need to change and and that's what's great about it. there's some things i don't exactly agree with but i don't agree with everybody and you don't have to that's the thing you know what i mean you don't have to agree with every aspect so 
tell me more about your your sort of mentors. So what did what did they? You said that they were a musician and that they sort of helped guide you in your paths. Like what what are some like major things that they helped you sort of realize? Well, you know what? It was it was first it was rent, and then you know I was I was doing my thing. I went to an arts high school. Mm. Um, I was there for dancing, and then um, I loved I loved singing, and all this stuff happened. Then basically, like this craziness happened. I ended up not going to the school anymore. I ended up needing to finish school on my own um, in a homeschool situation um, where I was my own teacher, and then. Um, Basically, once I kind of was in that zone um, and I had like overcome a few obstacles, some major obstacles, um, I was basically given the opportunity to sing, um, do some session singing on uh, a CBS TV show. Oh, sweet. uh, Which was like unreal. And Uh, I was only, you know, I was young. I wasn't even like doing music, but I was always singing. And it ended up going so well that I was like, okay, you know, this was another little like drop in the bucket. Like this is another sign that I have to get into this at some point, you know, somehow. Yeah. So I didn't have like the, the how, you know, or the, but I just knew that I needed to. Yeah. Did, you know, I feel that a lot where, where you just start, What's interesting about being a musician, especially if you don't have someone to kind of like guide you through like or being an artist in general, it's like you don't really know how to like go out there. You just know you want to do it, but you don't really think beyond like, I just want to do it. Right. You just like, I just want to do it. You don't think that like I have to support myself with this if I truly want to do this. You don't think about and when no one's really there to tell you and I especially have this thing against here in America. I can only speak on this, but there is a big I feel like there's a, a lack of support for the arts and nourishing the arts. I mean, from, you know, schools cutting it out of their budgets altogether to, to uh, you know, some parents or some whoever is taking care of you telling you, you know, like, uh, go, you know, go to college, get a real degree so you can have a real job just in case, right. you know, you have something to fall back on. So when you inevitably fail at being an artist... Um, so it sort of sets you up for failure before you even get a chance to. And I feel like that really turns a lot of young artists off because it's like, you're not really telling them how to do it. You're just telling them that, you know, you're just going to, you're going to fail at it eventually. So, you know, figure something else out, you know? So, uh, it's, it's a weird thing. So when you started going into doing music and, and, um, you know, going and, and did you, did you start making a living at it? quickly in life or did you did that come much uh-huh. later no it happened much later because mm-hmm. i didn't know you know now i know there's so many avenues right you know with music there's mm-hmm. so many things you can do and like i think also back then the definition of success yes. and succeeding in music was really different from what it is now <laughs> You're and absolutely- also it's personal. It's a personal thing, yeah. you know? Like, maybe you want to be Ariana Grande. Mm. Maybe you want to write music. You want to write instrumentals for um, production libraries, you know? Maybe you want to stream on Twitch. Like, there's so many things that you can do. And you can, you know, you can, like, combine them. or And I, I think it's like there's still a lot of people in that old mindset you know, yeah. and that's why people will ask, and I'm sorry if anyone out there's ever done that, but they'll they'll ask a singer and they'll be like, 
oh, you're so good. You should go on The Voice. Have you ever considered going on The Voice? <laughs> you know, yes. like, that's probably like one way, <clears throat> but it's not the only way. Right. And so it's it's like breaking down those barriers and constantly having to kind of like educate people and educate yourself too, because you forget that there's so many ways to be successful in music. Mm. And so it's, if you get stuck in just one thing, you can easily get discouraged, yeah. you know, because it's like, it is cutthroat and there's different avenues that maybe are not for you or for me or whatever. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. No, I, I think you hit it right on the head when you're saying like there was a time when what success was uh, pictured as success was cover Rolling Stone magazine, Grammys or, 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 you know, you know, big gold chains, whatever it was, this image of success was just this over bloated music industry who was just you know i mean we saw we see what happened to the music industry and see what happened i mean this was just obviously it was a natural progression they were just an over bloated i mean you you're there you're right in the heart of it all so it's a uh, <clears throat> excuse me what's up snooze mew grammy stinky yeah i guess I'll, <laughs> I'll take one though i mean you know i'll take a grammy so i'm not uh but but I'll shit talk it until I do. No, I'm just kidding. No, the, but but you know what I'm you know what I mean, and and I think that's where people get confused, and I think that sort of ties it together. Where when parents or or people who are older than you that that you look up to are telling you, you know, go find a job that's solid because you know you can't depend on art. You know, when when they're telling you that, it's because they have that image of what you know, millions of dollars and Grammys and all that shit. They have that picture in their head still. And and, and then, yeah. unfortunately, they impart that onto young kids thinking that they're giving great advice when really the best advice for a young artists is like, okay, that's great. Work on your art, but know that there's a business to this and that this yeah. is a business and, and don't let every, anybody ever tell you any different. This is mm -hmm. business. This is money. This is how you're going to live your life. So learn your art, learn it right, learn it, do it the best you can. And just know that if you want to do that for the rest of your life, you're going to work your ass off. You're going to be hungry. You're going to, you know, like, you're, but, but you got to keep moving on. And, and then the more that you build upon your skills, the more that you build upon your networks, the more that you build upon just, 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 just life knowledge in general, it comes, it happens, and and you might not be the most famous person in the world, but to be able to create art and and to be able to live off of that, I think in my life it was the greatest accomplishment I've ever made. Besides my son, my son is the best accomplishment, but that don't take much, right? That's like a couple seconds of me going ah, and then you know that's so so. That's, but you know, I but I love him, and he's like the greatest thing ever. But one of my other biggest accomplishments was you know being able to exist with my partner and and be musicians be artists and and live you know and, and make a living at it and and i think that's the most rewarding thing you could ever have i don't at this point fame just seems fucking daunting but you know whatever i'll take i'll take large sums of money for um more attention i guess but Anyways, I, I don't know. How does that, uh, do, do you agree with that? I mean, do you think that's a, an accurate assessment? I don't know. I, I'm random. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think what you said, the business of it, like when I started, because you were asking me if I started making money right, right away and it was like not, no. I mean, you know, besides session singing gig, which was dope, um, <laughs> there was like a lot of years that passed and I was dancing and I was like, 
you know, maybe uh, like a background in a musical, like uh, dancing with like a little bit of a little bit of singing, mm-hmm. like a tiny voice. No one knew I could sing kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like I, I was really just like paying the dues, but I wasn't necessarily like knowing what to do. Like once, once I was like, okay, I'm going to do music. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what to do. All I thought <laughs> was I'm going to write songs. I'm going to get with like a guitarist. We're going to go and book shows and that's it. Not yeah. that's what I do. And I did that for like a few years. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I really didn't get anywhere. Like, Okay, I'm not going to say, like, I didn't have amazing times. I didn't play, like, all the shows. I didn't improve my voice and my performance. That's all, like, necessary. But I was like, what now? And at that point, I was like, do I still want to do this? Because, you know, it's like there's no no guidance. There's no roadmap. So you have to seek it out. And then I kind of started getting pulled into different avenues. Like, okay, now I'm just going to focus on songwriting. I'm just going to be a songwriter. And then I kind of got pulled into I'm just gonna write songs for TV and film and commercials and I pulled into that. And then I started a new project which was Dream On and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do this. And now I know it more, way more, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um but like to this day, like I still feel like I don't know anything. But, you know, but if that makes sense. No, it does. It absolutely does because art is evolving. I mean, we're human beings. We evolve constantly and and I feel bad for people who don't. Like, geez. <laughs> but you know, like you uh you grow with it. You grow with your art, and you go where it, where it pulls you. And and you, ha- I feel like you have to go through those um, those those exploration moments that that I feel like you were talking about. You're like you know you had to go explore this. You had to go see it. Um, so I'm curious. So then dancing came first, and then then music, or was it? It was kind of intertwined, or. Um, so, well, dancing came first. It was only intertwined in the sense that I was doing some things on my own mm-hmm. privately. Like, I was writing songs and I was singing for friends in my living room. And, you know, maybe, as I said, I was, like, in some musicals. So, I was starting to, like, edge out a little bit and, like, dip my toe in the water. But I was not at all. I didn't make a commitment to it until um, one day when I went to a birthday party in a... I always tell the story. So <laughs> um, I went to a birthday party in Hollywood for my really good friend. She's super successful dancer. And there was a, there was a producer songwriter there who worked on some of my favorite records at the time. I mean, he turned out to be a horrible person, so I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> what was some of the song? What was some of the artists? So you don't, yeah, you guys can look it up. Kidding. Oh. Um, so like he had worked with Music Soul Child, he okay. worked with Bill Scott, oh. he worked with like um this random band called like I fifteen that I was obsessed with their single. He had like done their single. Um this was kind of like in that mid two thousands, late two thousands kind of era, like R and B pop. Right. You right. know. And and I was just like okay hi you know and he's like what do you do you know and i was like i'm a songwriter and then <laughs> well, yeah hell yeah what are you supposed to say shit yeah and so we we uh got in the studio and we ended up like doing some work and um and so that also like it gave me more of the bug it gave me some demos that i could later share with people which legitimized me and actually showed that okay this is some stuff i've written and i've recorded and you know, I'm trying to do things. So yeah. I had like, that's what I got out of that, um, which was very useful. 
And, you know, that, that's, that's really when I was like, okay, but let me try to do, do that, you know, try to do this, whatever this is, you know? Mm -hmm. So what was the, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm still curious about the dancing. Uh, what, what, how far did you take that? And I know there's more to the story. Um, just by reading yeah. your bio, bio on your website, but but I would love yeah, for you to walk through. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I love that. I love artists who've lived like so many lives. Like, I feel like if you haven't lived like four lives, what are you doing with your life right now? So, like, right? anyways, please, um, please tell me about your dancing career and um, and how you sort of started transitioning and more into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So dancing, dancing was like my whole passion, you know, mm -hmm. from a little kid on. And, and so, uh, I mean, a young age. And so basically, I took it. I mean, I think I did it, you know, for fun and for professionally. Um, almost 20 years. Wow. Um, you know, I basically like, I basically had a lot of starts and stops with it, but at the end of the day, um, I, you know, I was, I was auditioning. I was going to major auditions. I auditioned for Lady Gaga for her very first single that made her famous, Just Dance. Nice. She was in the room with us and talked to us. Um, I went to like a Britney Spears cattle call and I, that was kind of the moment where I was like, I might be over this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I danced for like a lot of Latin artists, mm -hmm. um, a lot of Persian artists, a lot of international artists, wow. which was very cool because took me to like a few different places. Um, and also um, some really big stages here in LA, like the Kodak Theater and, um, you know, the Fonda. It's some really nice big stages. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like artists that were just like how I am now with, mm. you know, maybe a little more budget. Like I... I actually danced for a lot of independent artists that just wanted to add dancing to their shows and their music videos because dancing is such an amazing, like, you know, media. It's just, so, it's like, it's such, it's, it really can liven things up, you know? Yeah. And dancers are so like, I mean, talk about musicians not getting credit. Dancers really, you know, hadn't historically gotten any kind of credit. Yeah. Any, you know, you never know. You never know. Like you only knew J Lo was a fly girl because I think they said that or something. I, yeah. I don't. I would have never known who J Lo was as a fly girl. You know, like right. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I, yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I don't know very many dancers at all. So I'm not. That's not my field. But please continue. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. So I mean, that was you know when I saw all those people like you know. Uh, independent artists that were adding dancers to the shows and I was kind of getting a behind the scenes of what they were doing mm. you know they had like some cool song and you know always dance vibes um, you know we'd go to like Viper Room here in LA or the Troubadour or some somewhere somewhere local but like well known House of Blues mm. and we'd be dancing for this artist right and and sometimes you get to work with these great choreographers too um you know, because sometimes they would take on like a lesser known artist, you know, in their downtime. And so I, I did so many things like that. I was on a I was on a TV show, like uh, dancing background for like a variety Spanish TV show, like several of those. Um, <laughs> for go -go for Univision? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I mean, they were, yeah, like on those shows, yeah. like at one point you were the dancer, at yeah. another point you were the audience member, at another point you were like, you're like, am I going to get paid extra? Because now I'm an actor. And, <laughs> no, it's a flat rate. Right. Because there's a, there's a, there, there's the, there's a, what is that? There, there's union rules about those things, right? Like you can't, you, if you're, you're, um, and there's pay grades that changes because if you're an extra, that's a different from being like a, a dancer, like a key dancer or a background dancer, right? It's like there's different categories and how they, how they pay you. And so what you're saying is like sometimes they have you going here, going there, and they're not paying you accordingly. Yeah. But that's yeah, a lot of lot of non-union stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you know, you gotta go where the money is, man. You know, they gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. music videos. Sometimes, like I was in um, a JTT music video. Oh, nice. I think you could see my hand. You know, <laughs> <laughs> your big your big <laughs> moment is your head. I love it. No, but I had like a few better ones, like yeah. where I was more featured. But you know, I did a lot of stuff, and sometimes. There were things where they're like, you know, modeling too, which was nothing I ever thought I could do because I was definitely afraid of having pictures taken of me for many, many years. Uh-huh. And then I had to get over that. What, and, why? You why, know, what was, why, were you, why were you afraid to take yeah. pictures? I hated, hated, hated how I looked in photos. Mm. Like, I hated it. I don't know if anybody out there can relate, but yeah, yeah. like, I had braces. I was like, you know, going through that ugly stage, like I, <laughs> I was just traumatized from like my twelve-year-old days. Um, but <laughs> no, I feel <laughs> like you. I didn't quite, you know. No, no, I feel you. When I was in high school, I was like three hundred, like twenty-five pounds. So, like you know, like I know that f- you go through an awkward change as, as you. But I feel like those those moments, those awkward moments in life, I feel like that really builds a, a, a solid character if you can get your get if you can wrap your head around it, right? Like if you can get on the positive side of it of, of like uh, liking yourself, loving yourself, and 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 being like I am beautiful. Like I don't, you know, like not the comparisons you know like stop comparing yourself type thing which i still do and i'm still terrible at all of it but you know you work at it you work at it so yeah no i feel you i feel that like awkward stage in in seeing pictures of yourself you're just like oh oh, yeah but you modeled and and so you must have got over that quickly then well i mean as quickly as as someone's like here's bunny i want to take a picture of you Right, because when you're in a profession like dancing, and it's so similar to being a musician, it's like you learn quickly how to be a hustler. You learn how to, you know, find all these opportunities and create something out of nothing. You know, like I remember one time there was a there was an audition, and it was like for um, an Irish Irish jig or something. I didn't know how to do that. I was like, I can do it. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I watched. And I figured it out. And right. That was it. Like, right. <laughs> Hell yeah! No, you're absolutely right about that. It's like you you hustle because it's like okay, I can do that. What when people are like turning down gigs and stuff? I don't think I can do that. It's like, well, do you want to eat? Then you better figure it out, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Lord, yeah, Lord, gig life. Lord so Lord bleeds. Thanks for the follow. I appreciate that. I was just typing the thank you, but. You know, I'm slow typer. This, it's not good for me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, so you, so you were hustling and, and modeling came through and, and dancing and stuff. So, 
What, I know I, I thought I read on your your website that maybe there was a there was a medical issues you couldn't keep going forward with dancing. Yeah, yeah. So okay, well, basically, you know what I said that like all this stuff happened in high school. So I I actually got hit by a car when I was um, fifteen. I was almost sixteen. Oh my god! I was walking across. Like I hit by a car, just like yeah. Whoa! Like just um, full on. Yeah, pretty pretty full on, um, and yeah. So that 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 was that set me back for a little bit, but uh, All right. I did end up overcoming and continuing forth oh, okay. and going. But it did it did like you know make things harder for sure. Yeah, in a lot of yeah. Ways. I, I'm you know I'm sorry to hear that, and I'm not trying to rehash trauma or anything. But like, a, what did did you like break like lots of bones and stuff? Like, was there a lot? My my father was ran over. Like his whole left side was completely crushed by a tire. So I'm always not morbidly curious that's not it i'm just curious i mean you you dance still and you had a career in dancing so you weren't completely out of it right. but i was just curious as a young kid that that's a that's a traumatic yeah. thing i'm it just was. i'm it just was. curious on like what like was it uh, like a, a long arduous recovery or like, cuz this shapes you in life man this, these are the type of things yeah. that shape you in life so i'm just curious I so. definitely i mean you know without getting like too like you know i'm gonna like, cry or anything but oh, um I'm yeah i'm not trying to make you cry no no it definitely like it did shape me and like um you know i would i would say in good ways and in bad ways like i think you know every kind of hardship like it's a lesson or a blessing and so you know it was it was i always find the silver lining in things and like i always take the lessons from it and you know for me like i said i was super independent i was doing what i wanted to do you know, I was kind of like, you know, just going, going, going. And, you know, it sucks that it happened, but, um, you know, it actually taught me how to just like step back and pause because it set me up for, you know, life has those situations. Mm -hmm. They come at you all the time, right? For or sure. every few years. Thing. And just like now, like being in a, in a quarantine because yeah. of a pandemic, you know, yeah, it's like sure. a lot of people, you know, didn't really know how to deal with that. But I think for me, I was like, okay, I've been here before. You know, I know how to just chill out and just like step back and let things kind of unfold and work on other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it really, it, it did help me in a lot of ways. And I always like try to see the positive. Yeah. You know? And absolutely. yes, I do have to dance and you know, it's, it's okay. You know, I mean, I have like, I have a messed up knee, but it's pretty good. All things considered, like it is pretty good. So, you know, what are you going to do? Like, I'm not going to be in a balance you know ballet company but you know that wasn't exactly my like trajectory anyway you know so it was, it was okay <laughs> oh my god snooze me was an actor in singapore and uh what <laughs> he says that sometimes people lie get caught in auditions like saying they could do martial arts for a film but um they never did a single class <laughs> Uh, so, so you just lie you, no no and i think what he's referring to is what we we're kind of talking about you just sort of like you gotta like yeah i can do that but then when if you if you do that too if you if you get yourself in way over your head it could definitely backfire if you're like yeah i can speak catanese hire me and you show up it's like uh yeah yeah, yeah. So, so, it's literally so, a storyline in a movie you know it's like it's like it, this is real life, though. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a. Uh, it, 
you do have to you do have to put yourself out there. I feel like when you do do that and you put yourself in those moments, I, for me personally, I feel like I, I flourish. It, it's very stressful if I put myself in those situations, but but you yeah. flourish. If you can get through it, right? If you could do it and get through it, you become stronger somehow in some way. And at, at like just you just your in your confidence in your art and and just uh, how you perform or how, whatever your art is, I feel like it makes you a stronger artist because once you realize you can uh, achieve something or do something, and like it's like holy shit, I didn't think I could do that at all. I just did that like like to look past it is just like you 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 grow from that that's I feel like you have to sort of put yourself in those situations to to grow I mean or at least sometimes I you don't always have to be you know uh you know do 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 lmao <laughs> did I say oh I said do do yeah do do I got you thank, thank you lord bleeds I appreciate it <laughs> lord bleeds gets an air horn um so uh little things in life it's the little thing it really is it, it for me it's just like uh those small victories right it's those small victories that lead in big that, that add up to something bigger and and that's what i look for i mean the big victories are fun too right <laughs> but you know you gotta take what you can get so with, <laughs> so then so then uh i'm curious on how you um before the pandemic, what was sort of the trajectory? You were you were doing Dream On. That's your trajectory because, I mean, you got some music online, and and it, you know, there's it, it looks like you're doing well with it, and and I, it's fantastic, and and uh, you're working on new stuff too, right? Yes, I, I, I heard that you're working. We'll get there. Uh, but but so tell me before the pandemic, leading up sort of the pandemic. What uh? What was your trajectory? What were you doing? What was like your main source of art, art, artistry, and uh, and income? And I'm not trying to ask how much money you were making, but you know, just what were you doing before all this sort of went to shit? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, as I said earlier, like I still don't know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, don't who does? That. You know, now looking back, I'm kind of like, did I know what I was doing? Um, but- <laughs> well, it sounds like a little bit. I mean, you, 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 you said you were just sort of going with the flow, but then when you, what I hear you yeah. talk is like, well, I was going to major auditions and I was actually working yeah. and I was actually doing things. So when you, when you look at it from an outsider's perspective, it seems like you kind of knew what you're doing, but I know just by being in that position that a lot of things just sort of end up that way and you just sort of are going with the flow. So I I, I get it, but, you know, I, I can see how it can be confusing for some and, and even for yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because so much changed, you know, right. pandemics changed. And I think for me, like my whole outlook on how I want to move forward has changed as well. But before, before the pandemic, um, I was doing a lot of gigs. Um, you know, anywhere from one to three gigs a week, sometimes more. Um, and those gigs were typically similar to kind of what I'm doing on Twitch, you know, uh, doing music, covers, originals, um, sometimes for people that are there to see you, sometimes for people that could care less. <laughs> but pretty much just a whole mix of that all over Southern California. And 
I, that was one thing that like, I don't know why, but like, I really aspired to do that. Like I really wanted that badly. Like I couldn't play guitar. I couldn't play any instruments like a few years ago. Like when I said, I started doing all the shows, I had to always be with accompaniment, um, not coming from a musical background or upbringing or training. I had to collaborate with people constantly. I had Uh, to hire them. I was always paying people for something. Like it's expensive. Gets really expensive, <laughs> and then at that point, I was like, maybe I'll just take this money that I'm, you know, paying for these one-off shows, and just put it into lessons, and just learn how to play guitar. And I kind of did the same, the same shtick. Um, I went to an open mic. Uh-huh. I played like the two songs that I knew. Which <laughs> at that point, one of them is "I Quit." So you guys probably know that song at this point. Um, and well, I don't even remember what the other song was. And they were like this is great. You want to show here? You know? And it was a totally like guitar place. And I was like, well, those are the only songs I actually know how to play on guitar. And they're like, well, we could book you in like a couple months and you could learn. And I was like, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And that was literally like the push that I needed. Wow. And I learned like seven songs and then I came back and I was their featured artist and you know, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And I was well, in regular lessons from there. So I don't remember what the question was, but. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> that, that's okay. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I love that idea that someone like just loved your, um, loved your performance so much that they were willing to, uh, <laughs> to, to look past the fact that you didn't have an entire set list. It's like, well, let's just book you in a couple butts, get out there and do it. But but yeah. I think, but that's fantastic, and that's one of those moments, like we were talking about, where you're like, okay, challenge accepted, right? It's like, let's make it happen, yeah. Captain. Let's let's fucking do this because if I can do these two, and then go up in front of a group of strangers, and you know, sound what however I sound, and then yeah. at the at, at, at the on the other side of that, have someone be like, I believe in you. Um, go learn that. I mean that. I mean that's like a perfect example of like um, uh, of risk reward, right? It's like you took that risk to to put yourself yeah. out there, learn a new instrument, and you you did the shtick, you put it together, and 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 then it pays off. Now you can yeah. easily talk yourself out of that, right? It's like, well, I only have two songs, and I suck at this, and I wish I was a better guitar player. You know what? I'll just hire guitarists and we'll just do it the old way. You know, it's like, and it's easy to sort of revert back to that because that's what you know. And I think a big part about being an artist is carving new pathways in your head. Like you have to sort of force yourself to do certain things. Like especially, example is like a pianist has two hands that are doing two different things at once, right? And like you literally have to train your brain on how to do that. And, and and so you're constantly carving out these new pathways in your brain that that you know are associated with the art and skills that you're doing, and it, it, and it's relative to how you live your life as well and how you grow as a person. So you definitely have to be carving out new lanes for yourself in your brain and in in music. Well, Lord, from my perspective, Dree is motivated and she's not settling for the norm trying many things some good some not so good are all lessons on the road to her dreams becoming reality Oof! well said lord bleed what's up air horns thank you for that um you know I, i i agree i agree with everything i mean some things are not good some things are great and 
but you don't know until you try, mm. you know, and even the first song that I released as Dre Patterson, which is my last project, it's called waiting. Mm -hmm. And it's all about like not waiting for anyone to do anything for you. Like you have to go and do it yourself. And I think that that's just something that I always believed and I still believe it to this day. So, you know, I mean, that was just one one little example, and I, I I got by a long time without knowing how to play an instrument. A mm. long, long time, and I was just a, I was handicapped. I was at a deficit because I couldn't I couldn't do so many things. And now there's so many more opportunities available to me, like streaming on Twitch and doing all those gigs and being able to make a living from playing gigs. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm just thankful that that happened and that I stepped up to it and i guess i thought to myself like you said risk reward what can i lose here yeah you know i felt like i only had to gain and if i went and i fell on my face it wouldn't have been the first time so you know who cares <laughs> yeah for sure exactly and, and that's what that's the great thing about this and i love this video i i was watching uh it, it's from the i can't remember his name but it's the guy from uh do you, have you ever heard the scary pockets or pompalamoose um so that guy that. yes so that guy is also the ceo of patreon and so he has this video about because what you're talking about now is is failure and not in the sense of like all ultimate failure right we're talking about learning from mistakes no. learning building and what you said was uh oh, what was it it's like um uh, uh, God, what did you just say? You were just saying that, what did you have to lose, right? Because you've done this so many times. You've put yourself out there so many times that in your brain, you've carved that 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 lane in your brain that says, well, I've already looked dumb in so many different ways. What could go wrong, right? And not to call you dumb, I'm not saying that, but like, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. That feeling when you know, like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, so, um, Don't make me jumping jacks. <laughs> but what I loved about uh, this video uh, was he was, I, I don't know, I think it was called uh, Patreon or whatever. I forgot his name, but um, he was talking about all of his failures leading up to his ultimate success. Because now when you look at him, he is, you know, he's the CEO of one of the biggest artist funding, funded uh, uh, platforms on the internet, right? Like Patreon. Right. So many people rely on Patreon. I think you have a Patreon, don't you? Oh, I don't have a Patreon. Where's your Patreon, Drake? Where's your Patreon? I'm just no, kidding. I don't I have know. one either. I know. Someone <laughs> has been talking to me over the last... Somebody, I'm not going to even say who, but somebody from Twitch has been like, you need to get one. Yeah. And then they kind of like disappeared. But if you know <laughs> what I mean, they put the idea in my head and I was like, you know what? This is exactly what... Okay. So if you want to know like my biggest like fear probably sure, sure. is probably doing a Patreon and like no one donating. And you know how I've just like said that I've done like all these things that are just like so crazy and scary, right, right, you know, effectively. Right. And it's like, that is like the scariest thing to me. And I feel like that if I do that, I will be like unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a, so like, are you saying doing the Patreon scares you? So I think it's, it's like, you want, you want, I think it's basically going like, okay, I'm going to put something out there and mm -hmm. people are going to believe in me so much mm -hmm. that they're going to support this. Right. That is the fear. 
scare, I think. That is scary. That is like the honest fear. Right. Yeah, because you're asking for support for for just doing your art, and then and then if it doesn't work or if no one wants to support it, and you're just like, there's the embarrassment of 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 that kind of failure, but again right like how many times have we failed and how many times have we learned from that so i i would say get a patreon but you do you 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 do you you do you how you gotta do you you know what i'm saying like because because people could tell you all the things in the in the world but if you're not comfortable with that then why like screw it it's like it's it's not it's not the end all be all you know patreon isn't the the only way to do this it's not the only way but i think it's kind of like yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's like if it doesn't if it doesn't pan out, like mm. and then, you know, like okay, let's say nobody supports, like not one person supports it. You know what mm. I mean? So I guess you don't really lose anything, you know? You just kind of Right. But, but then you kind of go like, okay, am I making music that people resonate with? Then you start to take it personally, like is my music not good? Is is am I dislikable? Am Am I, you know what I mean? Am yeah. I turning people off? Like, yes. then you start to take it personally. So I feel like you have to look at it and not make it a measure of your music or of you, but you have to like look at it as, you know, an experiment, like a great experiment. You're curious about it and you just want to have fun with it. And then, you know, hopefully it works. Hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so here's a question from, uh, for, the, for the guest. Uh, thank you for redeeming your fresh bars, uh, Lord Bleeds. I appreciate that. Uh, Dree, if you could do one thing in your life differently or better, what would it be? Just one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh that loud. No, no. I mean... No, I, I more apologize to everyone who had to hear that clip out in their speakers. <laughs> anyway. That's true. I just pick one thing. Yeah, um, I, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, you know, the thing is, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to know because I think I kind of subscribe to the notion that where you are is where you're supposed to be. Mm. And, and so, um, if I did things differently, I don't know that they would, you know, I don't know what would have made a difference because I don't know if, you know, let's say if I would have finished, you know, if I would have gotten my degree, for example, because I was on the road to that and I got my associate's degree, but I didn't finish uh, for your college. Mm -hmm. So if I would have done that, like how that would have impacted me now, yeah. maybe it would have been great. Maybe it would have been useless. Maybe it would have pulled me away in like a completely different direction. And maybe I'd be miserable. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's hard to go like, okay, what is the thing? Mm. I think, you know, that's, that's like one of those things where I feel like I could have just finished. So I should have, <laughs> but <laughs> thinking more about, I had to go off and be a dancer, but thinking more, you know, about like what I could do better. I think just getting involved with everything sooner just like if I know I wanted to do it, like I should have just done it sooner. Like I think I waited and I was like, I have time, I have time, I have time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I would have just, I would have just jumped on things even quicker. Like especially music, um, you know, music things and like learning instruments and just kind of taking that more seriously, like the business and the musicianship aspect of it and not just relying on, oh, well, I'm a great artist and I write cool songs, so that's going to pull me through until the end of days, yeah. you know, because I think reality is that, like, as you said, it's a, it's a business and there's so much more that you need to know. Yeah. And I kind of went with the flow for such a long time and I didn't even entertain those notions. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it's interesting when people are like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I wrote the songs, but nobody wants them. It's like, well, are you promoting them? Are you reaching out to people? Are you, you know, are you making connections? Are you networking? Are you, what, what are you doing to get this out? Are you just like making songs and then you just let them sit on a hard drive somewhere? So it's a, it, it, it's definitely one of those things like you can take yourself as far as you want or you can hold yourself as far back as far as you want as well. Uh, what's interesting about the failing and, and learning from failure and, and what I was kind of touching on and you kind of touched on it as well was the, the, the guy from the Scary Pockets and, and uh, uh, Patreon. He was talking about all the things that he did um, that, that failed terribly until he was a success. And he was, what, what are we missing? I, I see you laughing. Hold on. hundred percent marketing is everything. I wish I was better at marketing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, she didn't realize we could ask questions. Oh yeah. You could, y'all gonna, you all can ask questions. It's all, I, I love it. Um, I still got to update my photos and real. Well, get on and snooze Mew. We're talking about, we're talking about motivation here, baby. Get on it. Um, but the I really love to hear his story because he was talking about I mean as a kid he would make these claymation things and like he thought that this was going to be the thing right like this is what's going to do it for me and he puts all this effort and he for summer after summer after summer him and his friends make these things it goes nowhere right like they film it and it just it, the tapes are in his garage somewhere and he really thought that this is the thing right and then so he it's sort of this obsessive nature that artists have we sort of latch onto an idea obsess and then execute or whatever um so the next thing is is that he started um he he was he was a musician right and he's trying to tour and he's touring around to no avail he's playing the empty rooms and then finally his him and his girlfriend at the time they do a song um and it's a michael jackson cover it's pompalum loose and i don't know if you remember it but it was like one of those like first like uh youtube covers to go like really big and it, it was just her singing so it, like how she sings i love her voice and and it was just this really cool simple version of of a michael jackson song i think it was beat it or something and that went viral right and this is back in 2009 when youtube was still this viable thing and the algorithms were still in your favor and so after he did that um, they were playing the, the, the day after they released the video the day before I should say they played this coffee shop and they had this like uh, they had this like normal gig this regular gig where they played every night at this coffee shop and the before they released the video they played to like two people the next day or the day after that or whatever they come to the gig and there's 200 people lined up around the building and so like it was like the first time they saw like how vi a video, a viral video can lead to a music career. And like, I remember, I remember that specifically because I remember following these guys like, wow, that's so cool that you can make a, a career out of just a viral video. Yeah. And so they, he, he was chasing this now. Now it's like viral videos. This is how, this is our career now. <laughs> and so he, uh, to not, not to just, you know, drag on this story, Yo, he, him and his now wife, but his girlfriend at the time are, are trying these videos and failing. And it's just constant, even though they had the success that bought them a house, that bought them a studio, they, they weren't able to recreate it. And they weren't, you know, like he was still failing at it and they're still a great band and they still put out great content. But, uh, the, the, the point is, is that he was constantly overcoming failure and he has, but, but now look at him now. He's like the CEO of one of the biggest, you know, artist funded 
um, you know, crowdsourcing platforms on the internet. So I guess the, the, the reason why I'm saying that, and, and I think what we keep hitting the, over and over is, is it's like, you don't know, you don't know where it's going. You sort of have to go with it and you can have a plan, but plans can change and you're going to fail at things, but that's okay. As long as you're learning from your failures. So it, it's just this, it's, it's a really hard, bumpy road. And, and to end up in a situation where you're like, you know, where, where you can support yourself and, and you're confident in what you do and you can walk into a, a gig and you can, you can grab their attention because you've been doing it so long and you got it down so hard. I mean, and, and, and to live off that, I, I don't know, it's, it's a, you don't know where this is going. And you're always going to have blocks in the road. But the beautiful thing about it is the more things you overcome, the, the stronger you get and the better you get and the more confident you get and the more it just seems to come together more. Um, yeah. So it's experience, time, experience, yeah. going through the failure. And and I think going back to that definition of success. Right. You know, what, right. What is what that mean to you? And I think someone like, you know, problem is like. I guess it could be really hard if you have such a huge success mm. and then to try to top that and right. kind of feel like you're never quite getting it. Like mm. all those one hit wonder bands, you know, but yeah. are they not successful? You know, that's a question. Exactly. Like to me, I think of one hit wonder bands and I'm like, wow, that's so cool that they did get that. Now right. I know sometimes you can go into like a deep depression after that, which is very much an artist thing, but yeah. you know, it's like they can still leverage that for pretty much the rest of their lives in some way, even if they never have another hit. And so, I don't know. I say always just be grateful. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that because, you know, uh, what, what I think Sir Mix-a-Lot or, like, I think he had, like, one or two hits and or something. There, who was it? There, There's artists that just have these one hits and then they have a whole career after that. And it's not on the main stage, but a lot of times it's in production. It's in the background. It's just like people hit these heights and then, you know, after you come down, it's, it, I'm sure that's a terrible thing. I've never experienced it. So whatever. I can't speak out too much. But uh, what I gather, it's uh, that's a that's a hefty hefty load to bear. But our original question to answer your question earlier what was the question i was asking you what what you were sort of doing before that led up to the pandemic what what oh, you were sort of doing yeah. it's, it's all good i, I write yeah. things down so because i forget to. thank god <laughs> thank god one of us is writing things down well you you shouldn't have to, look you shouldn't have to do any of the heavy lifting you're you're the guest you're you're the the guest of honors so it's all good i got you um, no, but so yeah, so I was doing the, I was doing the shows, the, the fun shows. Um, and then I was writing, I was doing some co-writes with people. I love to co-write, um, you know, and those songs have all types of goals or maybe no goals. Maybe they're for me, maybe they're for someone else. Yeah. Maybe they're you know, not going to go anywhere. Um, I was, I was learning production. Um, I was, what else was I doing? I know I was doing something. <laughs> there's just so many things that you do that that's a whole nother thing though like the hustle is like you you really do have to have several avenues of income because i i just never can you can never really rely on one single thing is it, right. like it's like if you're an artist like you should definitely have your hand in a lot of different things 
um, that you can manage, of course. But uh, so that's yeah. what you were doing. I mean, to the point where you can't really remember what else you were doing. No, I mean, it was so like running around, you know, like a chicken with my head cut off. And so I really appreciated actually having to stop again and kind mm -hmm. of reevaluate things. Yeah. Um, because I think it helped me. Well, first of all, I discovered streaming. Yeah. and twitch yeah, yeah. which has been awesome right uh, <laughs> and and i think that i've i've realized that doing all this stuff you know is not sustainable to drive you know run around like a crazy person um there's better ways there's more efficient ways mm. to do things that are like better for your sanity <laughs> um <laughs> and maybe more impactful you know to mm. be honest like i really appreciate audience and on twitch and the community that's being cultivated and just the way that you can interact with people in like um kind of a closer tighter knit group and you have more of an opportunity to bond with people that are interested in what you're doing because you know you can get to know them i think at a show things are so fleeting mm. there's also kind of a pretense about live shows too you know um it's it's difficult sometimes to like have any type of interaction really because it's everybody's so busy there's this one moment that you're off the stage and you're like, thanks so much for coming and that's pretty much it unless it's you know it's one of those shows where people are kind of like interacting with you during the songs mm. but it's 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 different um it's just different and then also here in you know here in LA and I don't know how it is um in Ohio but I imagine that there's a lot of similarities it's like if you want to do a show that's going to strategically put you in a place to grow your name as an artist and not just the income shows, mm -hmm. you really need to promote that show. Like your life depended on it. You have to be so in the scene here. You have to go to all these people's shows. You got to do, it's basically like, it's, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of like, I think a lot of artists get burnt out on that. They don't want to do it. They get tired of it. They're like, I'm tired of like kissing people's asses. So they're going to come to my shows. I'm yeah. tired of my only fans being musicians. I'm tired. Like I've heard, I've heard the freaking gamut. And I think that's kind of why I went into more like, you know, cover gigs and stuff because I was like, I'm having a great time. Yeah. And you know what I mean? This yeah. is work and I'm having an awesome time. Right. So you know, I kind of, I kind of was migrating more towards that way. And that kind of takes you out of the pursuing your artist path because artists really got to like do that bullshit. So I really appreciate now that you can perform online and you can network online mm. and it is like so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so much it's so, easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> It's never been easier to support artists than it right. is right now. No. Like, I yeah. love to see all you guys in your streams. I love to pop in. I can actually see, like, five people perform in a day from huge artists to, like, my new friends. And, you know, I can throw some bits. I can peace out. You yep, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can have a conversation. Like, this is just way better. And, you know, like, it's just way more sustainable. And I just hope that... We could just keep doing this forever. <laughs> right. No, I feel you. And, and Raider made a really good point. It's like, how about people say, I miss your voice. And it's like, really? Because I stream three days a week and I ain't seeing your ass in chat. And, <laughs> and, 
it, it is true. I and, have, yes. and, and because like it's almost like almost it's just as hard, not just as because when you're asking people to come to your show, like you're asking them to set aside a night, you're asking them to if they have to find a sitter or, or whatever it is, you know, you're you're asking them to physically come somewhere. This is like all you have to do is click this link. And you'll come right to my show. And all you got to do is sit there. You don't even have to fucking, you don't have to give me money. I'm just asking you right. to show up. And it seems to be almost as difficult as, <laughs> as trying to get motherfuckers to come to your show IRL. So, you know, yeah. but that's the yeah. beautiful thing about Twitch is like, if you don't, I mean, the beautiful thing and the drawback is, is like people don't really know about Twitch and they don't know, if you don't know the, 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 how communities work and if you don't know how interaction works and if you don't understand what's going on it just looks like people are talking shit and people are performing and dancing and putting shit on their face and they're just you're just like what is happening this is insane i'm out uh, but yeah, you know yeah. if you actually yeah. but with when you have people who do know the system and they do that's where the magic is because once you get it it's like holy shit! I didn't, you know. It, it's just a, it's just another world, just another realm, and I, I love it. Uh, we got another question from our uh, uh, Lord bleeds, uh, Dre. <clears throat> what is your favorite, most memorable Twitch moment to date? Ooh. <laughs> um. Well, I guess I got to talk about it. You know, I put, uh, I put stars on my face yeah. when I get a sub. I get star stickers. I don't know if I'm a st- I might I might change it up soon and find some other things to put on my face, but um, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, hey! <laughs> my little star stickers. Hey and, and so um, I said, uh, you know, I had a goal in, Octo- in August of reaching 200 subs for the entire month, and it was, um, you know, a big goal. I've never had that many, and um, I basically like said okay if i get this goal from this point on wherever i am in the night whatever you know however many stickers i already have i'm gonna add 200 stickers to my face and i got there because you know people want to see it (laughs) (laughs) let's see i saw the pictures that whispering glitter took by the way which i'm just gonna go ahead and do this Right, can you pull one up? <laughs> yeah, can you pull? Can you pull up one? Can you pull one up for people? No, I can, it, honestly, I can. Like, <laughs> it was very like I wanted to see it, so mm-hmm. I'm really thankful that I got there because I thought it was either gonna look crazy, which it did, or cool. <laughs> and um, and so putting 200 stickers on my face uh, took took about I want to say like 15 to 20 minutes to do. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we it was it was really cool. So is it and then a, I sang a bunch of songs with all all these star stickers on my face. Is it on your on your Instagram? Because I can pull it up. Uh-huh. I can show. We'll show people what we're what we're talking about. If you guys didn't see it, um, I I, 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 would, know, I didn't I see it on your Instagram. Um, it should be. Yeah, these on my Discord somewhere, but you may have to do all the search around. So it's definitely not on your Facebook then, huh? No. No. Yeah, isn't no. it funny how fast you abandon Facebook and stuff once you once you get into the Twitch world? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's hard to keep up with uh, some of the other platforms because I'm just like, oh, I just want to be on Discord, you know, talking right. to people. Right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it, you know, Facebook has recently become a, um, 
more of a testing ground for ideas that I want to sort of try out and in sort of a gauge of 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 like certain topics you know what i mean and i mean yeah. it's just a tire fire i mean anything you put up there that's uh uh, w- uh that that that's any slightly political it's just everybody has an opinion and it's they're like assholes they all stink. uh but what 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 is it under what category is that picture ever i'm really fixated on this now <laughs> It should be in the general, in the yeah. general, and then it was last Friday, so oh, if you just so scroll a little bit, it should be a little bit. We're gonna see Dree with her face full of shit. All right, here we go. You guys, you guys ready? We're gonna. No, it's really true. Creative Mind says Facebook algorithm is for things that trigger emotions. Political stuff does that really well. Yep. I had recently Absolutely. posted something random Absolutely. that wasn't even political, but it was just like basically saying that people were talking shit to me about posting something, and it wasn't even on Facebook. And all of a sudden, like I got so many likes and comments, and and when I post up like, oh, I got a new song coming out, it's like crickets. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, cool. exactly, because they really do. So there you guys go. There's a there's a, a cool view of her with some uh, almost 200 uh, stickers on her face. And the oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm looking at the one where you have the sunglasses on and you have like the the boa on the, the spark. <laughs> And uh, and these are are from Whispering Glitter, her um, our sh- screenshot photographer, um, and Dries yeah. as well. So, all right, we're gonna come back to Dree. And... Glitter, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, photo. glitter's the bomb. We love glitter. Yeah, <laughs> no, Facebook is just zoo, uh, just zeroed in on. Um, on, on just anything that creates any kind of uh, well, I mean, they're trying to sell clicks, right? They're trying to get people to engage, and and however you get them to engage, they just need you to engage. And it, unfortunately, it's turned into a sort of a, um, a a business model rather than like an actual contribution to humanity. But you know, that is is the that is uh, we live in a, uh, a capitalistic society, which I'm not talking shit about capitalism, but. Uh, it can get right. weird. It can get weird. Uh, what yeah. food? Thank you for the biddies, Lord Beads. I appreciate. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Five hundred bid. Oh my God! You get. You get, hold on. What do you get? You get. Oh, that sucked. Hold on. Let me, let me get you a better one. I'm like, you get a sticker. You get a sticker. You get. A, I wish I here. You, yeah, yeah we, we go. you get Bernie on. You get Bernie right here. <laughs> um, um, we have a question from Snoozeview. What food belongs in the trash, and why is it? Why is? Okay, let me try that again. What food belongs in the trash, and why is it coriander? <laughs> um. Hmm. Okay, so I really like food. I don't. There's not a lot of food that I don't eat. Um. I'm not like, what don't I vibe with? Okay, so it's really healthy for you. I don't think it, I don't know if it belongs in the trash. <laughs> it's really healthy for you. I just really don't like the taste, mm. but um, liver. Liver. Yeah, that is healthy, yeah. isn't it? I, I recently found out that liver has like iron, lots of iron and... And, it's uh, really good for you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know what? I when I was a kid, there used to be this like Greek diner that uh, we used to go to called Jonathan's, and they had this uh, dish called liver and onions, which is a very popular 
dish. I, I'm sure you've heard of it. I used to get that as a kid and love it. But somewhere along the line, liver got weird. And I don't know why it got mushy. You know what I'm saying? Like mushy. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I thought you were going to say kale. I did too, Snooze Mew. I thought she was going to say kale too because I I try to eat kale, but I refuse. I, I freaking refuse to eat it, like chew it up. I have to... Um, yeah. I have to grind it into a smoothie. So like, and it's almost like that's the only way I can handle. I I mean, I don't know if you ever tried this. Have you ever tried the uh, 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 not ketosis, but the the what do you call that? Not the caveman diet, but the the really popular keto, paleo, paleo or keto. keto. Yeah, I did (laughs) keto for a really long time, and so I was only eating salads and meat the whole time. Oh my god! Like I got so sick of salads and meat. Then when I transitioned back into carbohydrates, I um I, I just couldn't eat just salad. So now I have to like sometimes I love salad because salad is amazing, and I don't want to sound like a degenerate here, but uh, <laughs> I but for the most part my leafy greens go into a smoothie and fuck it, I'm not tasting it. I'm over it. <laughs> Dree, I am the biggest record producer in the world. You have one minute to promote yourself to to get signed to huge to a huge contract, and go. All right, my name is Dream On. I encourage you to follow your dreams. I have orange hair. I put stickers on my face. Uh, I don't take no shit. Uh, I've been around the block, so I have a good work ethic. Also, um, my music rocks. <laughs> also, my music <laughs> rocks. Um, your creative minds. What? Oh my god! What happened? Sorry, I'm. I'm things are. Sorry, going. that wasn't a very serious answer. No, I'm no, it wasn't. But that's okay. I mean, it seemed like kind of a funny. It was a funny question too. So you got a funny answer. Uh, I used to make chicken and letter with olives and a food processor, and it's great. Hmm, that sounds interesting. I, is it like a pate or something? Is that what they call that? Is that like pate? Because I've definitely like. Okay, wait, spread- I can fucks with pate though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I like pate. So like. Yeah, I mean that's okay. Like, but when when you say like I used I used to make chicken liver with olives in a food processor, that sounds so fucking gross. But I think that's pate. Uh, we might be a little wrong with that, but that sounds delicious to me. I know Reina says uh, I know Reina uh, does not like uh, olives. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> Lord bleeds through up his mouth. Hi, I'm Snooze. I am adorable and talented, but I don't want to get tied down and mistreated by a major label contract. Well, go fuck yourself, Snooze. I'm dying right now. That was so good, <laughs> if, if If you want that contract, you better learn to say yes. I don't know what that means, but that was... Also, stupid. I got to stick up for olives. Olives are getting hated. Olives are the shit, dude. Don't be hating on olives. Yo, olives are so good. I I will eat just a, a like uh you know like at Whole Foods they have the 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 bar the food bar and stuff. I will go drop like ten dollars on olives and fuck that yeah. shit up. I don't care. I love it. I loves it. Yes, contract Dang. daddy. <laughs> fake fake and olive. Oh, fucking olive. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Raina. I appreciate it. Oh. Uh, that, so I, I, I'm, I am curious about, well, you were even saying that uh, before the pandemic, you know, you're running around doing a bunch of, you know, you're, you're running around, especially when you're doing the gigs and the cover gigs. That's what yeah. me and Raina were doing. We were doing um, yeah. 
we're doing the the you know the cover gig acoustic duo and and you'll make it our rounds and the the thing that i'm finding with a lot of people who come to twitch who came to twitch from the live performing irl life um the is they, they don't miss the toting of equipment they don't miss the 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 drunken uh, obnoxious conversations that you have with with people who might be a little touchy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, right now, being out with a woman, my wife, she's there's always like guys coming up to her like, hey, you know, and they're drunk, and, and and even for me because I play guitar, and so you get those guitar bros who are coming up to you like, dude, fucking shredder, and it, you know, I appreciate it. I do. I fucking appreciate it. anytime someone takes the time to approach me because I know that's tough. First of all, for some, not when you're drunk. When drunk, most drunk people are like, I'm just gonna talk to him. And so when they approach you, that's how they approach you. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, buddy, just just calm the fuck down, all right? Just take a few steps back and and let's 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 try this again. We'll rewind it. Uh but it's just those moments, you know, I and I've been getting, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't imagine, I can't imagine like playing a gig inside of a bar right now with that kind yeah. of like with, with drunkards coming up to you and, and you know, spitting. Cause you know, drunk people don't care about masks. They don't care about social distance. They're just like, oh, no. tah, tah. every time they say yeah. a hard T or whatever, it's just spit comes out and right into your yeah. fucking mouth and you're going down. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Who so, knows who's. I don't even know. So what what I was sort of saying was hold on the that voice reminds me of a comedian. I forget the name. Found it. It was Jim Brewer. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love Jim Brewer. I love Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer is a shit. That's a nice compliment. I appreciate it. I hope you don't think I was trying to bite off Jim Brewer though. No, I'm just kidding. I probably was. It, it it's so hard to create new voices because everybody has a voice, right? Like blah, blah, blah. If there's only so many voices go. Anyway. Like me. I love you, man. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, man. Fucking, I'm feeling iry, bro. Um, yeah. The but but the whole like not having to carry your equipment thing and 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 for us it's even crazier because we it, 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 every six months out of the year it, the the earth decides it's trying to actively murder you with cold. So it's like every time you leave your house fucking the earth and the and your environment is trying to like just freeze the life out of you so you also have to contend with icy roads and driving and then fucking packing your shit up at two in the morning then driving home you know it could be an hour to three hours whatever it is you get home and it's like 60 below zero you have to fucking carry all your gear in because it's too cold to leave in the car because it'll fuck it up and then you gotta lift that shit and fucking carry it in and it's fucking 4 a.m by the time you get to bed it's insane Twitch, I'm going to turn on my computer. I'm going to turn off my computer. Good night. I mean... Some knobs. I don't know, man. Like To me, it's just... Yeah, exactly. A little knob twist. You know, maybe you have... But, but, but on the other side of that, though, uh, on the other side of all of that, tech. Tech. That is so frustrating. Uh, frustrating. I have to go. Thanks, Dream On, and We Speak English for the interview. 
Sorry, Dre, for the tough questions. See you later. Hey, thanks, Lord, please. Thanks for the biddy. I appreciate y'all coming in here and hanging out with us. You have a great rest of your day. I hope it goes swimmingly. Lord bleeds, everybody. Let's give him a round of applause. I love Lord bleeds. Lord bleeds. Staying lit, staying fit. All right. <laughs> But yeah, the, the the aspect of like yeah, it, but there is good parts about gigging out in real life too, right? Like it, it is fun, and I do miss that. Um, have you been enjoying doing the IRLs with the with the Twitch combo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think okay. I mean, this is this is the thing. Going full time on Twitch mm. takes time. Yeah. You know, it's it's not going to happen overnight, Absolutely. and. You know, it's it's a it's a process, and and so I, you know, like Raina says, I want to go full time on Twitch. I love it. I feel the same way. Um, that would be ideal for me at this point. You know, maybe with like some IRL stuff here and there. But um, you know, the thing is, it's just those gigs like really do help, like money wise. Yes, so they it's do. Really tough. It's tough, like. You know, and it and it actually is hard to do both because you're singing a lot, mm -hmm. and you know that it's sometimes it takes its toll. You know, pretty quick. So, um, I you know I can't cancel a a, a real life gig. You know, mm -hmm. if I'm feeling like vocally tired, I can say, "Hey guys, I'm not going to do my stream tonight," and I can put my Twitch stream on hold. But when I have a an IRL gig booked, it's like I got to make it work. So. You know, um, I, that is kind of one of those things that I I didn't miss at all because um, I've already like experiencing that a bit. Um, just kind of having to push through things and like suboptimal conditions. <laughs> but yeah, you no, know, I I think the nice thing about the the gigs now is that people know that we're in a pandemic, that you are a musician, you haven't had gigs, and I think. I've noticed that people are a bit more generous, oh, which is nice. nice. Yeah. They seem to be a bit more appreciative of yeah. what you're doing as well. Um, so I've had some cool ones, but you know, it's it's there's still few and far between <laughs> as you know yeah. as things are so different now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and in LA, I'm sure. Like, did have they opened things up? I know they got outside patios, but are they opening anything up yet? Is anything? Oh. Not really. I mean, they haven't really. I mean, so there's outside patios, mm. which is basically what I've done. I've done outside patios. I'm outside. I'm far away from people, which is great. Right. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to be any closer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like, because at the same time, they're like, you know, people wearing their masks for the most part. But, mm. you know, if they're at their table, they're not. Yeah. And so... You know, you don't want to be like near their table, basically. Um, <laughs> Stay away from the tables. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I had a conversation with somebody at their table, and I was kind of worried. I had my mask on, but it was after my last set, and you know, I was like talking to them, and I was like, "This is so weird. This is like before, yeah. but it's not, and I'm not probably being safe right now." <laughs> and I was, like, "I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? exactly. like, moment i was like okay cool cool nice to meet you like i you know <laughs> i'll yeah. see you on instagram or something bye yeah, <laughs> exactly exactly um uh, Dre, are you teaching right now 
Um, well, I have um, minimal students. Mm. I am looking for students, but I'm not, you know, I'm not focused. Uh, teaching hasn't been like um, a main gig for me at any point. It's mm. something that I've done kind of here and there. So I'm totally open to teaching, but um, I just have a few, a few students, nothing, nothing really super regular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, add that too. I mean, like, and that's another good example of like having many irons in the fire. It's like you, you, even though that's not like what you mainly do and you have it here and there, it's still another source of income and it's still another, another way of expression in some ways. And um, hell yeah, you gotta, you gotta stay on top of it. Um, yeah, there's so much anxiety out there about playing in real life. We, um, you know, I, me and Rain have been very selective. Um, and, well, there's not really gigs, but, you know, we've been getting asked and, and we, uh, we're doing charity gigs because I, I don't think bar gigs are safe right now. I, I don't even want to do outdoor patios, but, you know, like if the, if the work's there, you know, we'll get there, but we're not even there. So like, there's not really work. So, you know, we've been having these charity gigs pop up and that's been really nice. Honestly, it's, it's been like in the last six months, you know, we've played like maybe two, three, like gigs for charity, different charities and stuff around town. And, um, it is nice. And, 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 and like the big difference between the, the charity stuff and the bars are as obvious is like, Dree teaches you, yeah, whispering glitter. That's tight. <laughs> Man, I could do without. Yeah, yeah. Reina's over it. Reina is totally ready to just give up on all of it. But in any case, you know, these the it, it is nice to get out there and like when you are playing for people, like you do see this appreciation. This this in real life, you know, you do see yeah. this like super appreciative. Like, oh my god, like we're seeing music in real life now. Like, it's really interesting that, like, that's, like, sort of, like, a hot commodity in a way, you know, like, how people, yeah. like, value it more now as yes. opposed to before when they were just ignoring you, hoping that you would turn down a little so they can laugh right. about their stupid jokes they're telling each other, you know? So. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I definitely see a difference. I'm noticing mm -hmm. a difference. Yeah. I think people are, you know, like, you know, physically and verbally more generous with how how they're interacting with me at the gigs and you know it's cool because um we're, we've kind of like had to go through this retraining process with people you yeah. know like with everything from the masks to staying six feet apart to you know to how you handle thing transactions like with cash versus uh venmo or something where you're, it's a cashless thing where mm -hmm. you're not touching yeah. you know dirty money or you know what i mean <laughs> so it's like there's been all this stuff going right. on right that you're now like been going through this conditioning some people may not have been going through it but right. a lot of us have and so when you get to that point right. where you're in a situation people are acting right like i'm not gonna say everyone is but <laughs> i feel like i've noticed i've noticed people acting right and i appreciate it so maybe i've just been lucky um you know it's only been a handful of experiences it might be too soon to tell but right. we'll see yeah and, and that's one thing that i wish that would have stayed more in 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 the in the milieu in 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 the zeitgeist of 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 you know the world at large is this the when the pandemic hit there was this sense of unity socially distanced unity and like you know it was before things got political and it was before things you know turned into this um there was this thing that you were 
that I was really hoping that sustained, but quickly went away. But there is still that, and there's still people out there who are who do want to help and who who are supporting and and I mean, in, in, you know, anybody on in chat right now, I consider supporting. So like that's you know, it's a uh, it's just different, you know. It's a different thing with um. So with Twitch, when you first came on, what what were some of the challenges you were sort of finding? Oh man, well, I mean, technical technical challenges abound. You know that that was just a, kind of a nightmare, but. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, thankfully I have uh, Creative Minds was very helpful and um, mm. helped me out with a lot of the sound stuff. Um, it did take some time, though. It took time. It took troubleshooting. It took, like, me investing in gear that I didn't have. I mean, that was a yeah. whole thing, too. Yeah. I wasn't set up yeah. for live streaming at all. Wait, did, you have, did you have a MacBook or something? Is that what you had? Well, I um, I have a MacBook, uh, and it's and it's actually good. Um, it's from last year. It's from 2019, but right. It's probably um, nice. I, it was you probably had it for music production and stuff, right? Yeah, I had it from. That's why I got it. I got <laughs> it to be my music production computer, and I have like an older MacBook that's kind of you know it, it like plays with being on its last leg, like basically every other week and it's like from 2013 so i knew i wasn't going to stream on that and that, that's just kind of like my in general computer and then this this one was just going to literally have only production stuff and nothing yeah. else and as soon as i start going like i remember i was talking to creative minds and he's like oh you have to like upload uh, something here and i was like upload i don't have anything on this computer like this computer has nothing on it i don't want anything on this computer right. now it has a bunch of stuff on it <laughs> <laughs> tons and tons of stuff and you're just sitting, you just make it you're just making you're just making compromise after compromise well it's like oh i guess i'm just i gotta do this if i want to do things no i you yeah know. i'm gonna download this dmg you know like yeah. all this stuff i'm like i don't want another dmg like i don't <laughs> want zoom i don't want like you know any of that but here it is and i've got it and i'm streaming and it's great so so, so that uh, you, uh, hey, do you mind doing the camera thing one more time? Just see if that helps you come back to life. Sure. Whoa, what happened? There she is. <clears throat> Through the power of technology, Dreamon emerges. Yeah, Emergence. Oh my gosh. I tried doing something stupid. Emergence. You guys see me? Yeah, we see you. We see you. The, uh, <laughs> the the Twitch, the that technical side of it that that was something that was that still is very frustrating. Um, how tech savvy were you before you went into this? I mean, you you obviously knew how to do music production a bit and stuff like that, but how much of that transfer i know you said creative minds had a big part in helping you with all this but but uh, i mean going into it how much knowledge did you have about this kind of stuff i mean i'd say i scale for like one to ten i'd say like a negative three tight <laughs> so you're starting from scratch wow be, be below scratch yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i didn't even know like somebody told me to get like an eye rig and enjoy my life that was really bad advice um, 
Please never use that interface ever. Oh, man. You know what? Um, That's funny. That's what we were using for a little bit. We were using it, uh, but it was like an iRig that was like, uh, but it's for like, it's a single input and it, it just sounded terrible. Like it just couldn't handle the power, you know? It couldn't no. handle. Yeah. No. It kept like breaking and yeah. just like, anyway, it was, you know, and I knew better too from production. It's just, I didn't want to spend the money right. because we just got in pandemic yes you know don't know what the hell's going on well, well yeah and, and, and like you said for, you know, twitch is sort of this thing that you build upon so like when you're investing in all this stuff you're investing on a maybe on on a, on a hopefully on a like okay i hope this works but again yeah. this is something that we're kind of used to in, in a sense right and and i'm sure right. that sort of informed your your decision to sort of move forward as as far as you did because you saw potential. You're like, I think this could be something. And then you sort of yeah. start investing in yourself and like, right. okay, fuck it. We're in. We're doing it. Exactly. Yeah. I had a little bit of that, that, you know, I would say it's hard to remember now, but I want to say at least a month where, you know, I really didn't know much about Twitch. So, right. you know, that was, that was like the first, you know, you think if you're going to go into something, you might want to like research or, you know, try to see what you're getting involved with. Um, you know, I kind of just was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to stream on Twitch. Like, just like any other platform. Right. I had no idea that it's not at all like any other place. Right. So um, so it kind of just took me like a while of floundering and just kind of going, getting my head out of my ass and going like, okay, this is what this is, you know, and then getting getting some help to to understand more of the technical stuff. Did you have like a aha moment with Twitch, just with like understanding how it works and stuff? Was there a moment where you're just like, oh, I get it? Or I mean, like, obviously there was, but like, do you remember it? Was it a profound thing or is it just something you learned over time? Um, I think it was just like little moments over time. Yeah, you I, know? Think, I, I think, think you have to do it like that, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, um, you know, you guys are so good with with like doing fun things like challenges and like um you know raffles and stuff like that you know that stuff is still like kind of difficult for me and mm -hmm. some of the overlay stuff is really hard um you know i'm not like i'm not there yet you know but i will say that like you know a couple weeks ago i was looking at stream labs and i was kind of you know looking around and i created something in there and i was like oh, okay like I couldn't have done this before, you know, right. and it actually that hard. I had to watch like a tutorial video and I had to just, you know, so I think it's more just like for me, it's just fighting with myself of the desire to like do that work and not just assume that it's either too hard and I can't do it or that it's so easy that I don't have to put any work into it, you yeah. know? Oh, I do. About I mean, the, and like to add to that is like you, um, there's only so much your brain can sort of handle, right? Like you can only input so much before your brain yeah. just melts. And, and yeah. So it's, it's like, I, I think one of the things that we learned early on, especially Raina, she picked up on very quickly was um, when it comes to building your rig and when it comes to building your, your community, when you come, everything should be taken at a, a, a slow pace, not super slow, but like at a pace that you can handle because it quickly becomes overwhelming. Um, like you said, 
you know, a month ago, setting something up in Streamlabs, you know, is like, whoa. But now you're like, okay, I can watch a video. Oh, I get what he's saying. I mean, because it's it's literally you're learning a whole new vocabulary. You're learning a whole, you know, like you're you're getting your like masters in IT and fucking and still you're building. You have to have your core set of music or whatever you're doing. You have that, but yeah, but um, one uh, somebody who reiterated that who made a really fantastic video, which I I suggest anybody who's looking to stream to go watch is, is Leon Bratt, fantastic streamer. Um, <clears throat> He has a YouTube channel and he has this really good video. I thought it was really good and concise and to the point. It's like 18 steps to building a, a, a audience on Twitch or something. It, it's one of those like, um, you know, growth and, you know, how to videos. But one, oh my God. One of the things that really pointed out, what really stood out to me and that I totally resonated with is like, um, every time you stream, improve it by at least 1%. Just by one, take one little step, no matter what it is, every stream, do something, you know, add to it 1% and build upon it and build, you know, and it doesn't have to be this, um, this, this, this race to the finish because in some ways, especially for you, when you start this, because I've been in your streams and, and you guys go, you guys get wild. I love it. And you're dancing. You got shit on your face. It's tight. Um, you know, like you don't know what you're going to even be doing like you don't know like as your community builds you don't even know you know like they sort of inform you on what we're doing yeah. you know like so you can bring ideas to the table and you can try them but it's like how, does it resonate is it working is it is it happening is so um how, how long did that take you to sort of start figuring out how to you know you know keep it more engaging and stuff like when did it start dawning on you and like what was it that sort of pushed you into that i think it's just you know watching other streamers and mm. getting inspired mm. um you know i was watching like andy the frenchy mm. um or the french and she her stuff is really engaging and like silly and i was like yeah that's that's me pretty much yeah, you know yeah. and i was like how do i put my own version of this in into you know into play and like you know i'm super inspired by reina as well and love watching her streams um and all the fun stuff that she does so i think it's just you know it's being part of the community and and it just kind of seeing like what's okay what's working for people or what did you really enjoy about someone's stream mm -hmm. and then kind of thinking like how you know make how can you incorporate that to make it your own yeah. You know, um, so that's that's a big that's that's that was probably, you know, just kind of watching other people and going like, oh, that's really great. Like, yeah. I, I want to borrow this and, you know, totally. Andy Frenchie is amazing, by the way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like the one thing I'm trying to get certain friends to get on Twitch and like, I don't know if you if you're in, I don't know if you've had this moment, but you'd be like, I think you'd be great on Twitch. And they're just like, what's this? What are you talking about? Oh no, I'm gonna wait for the gigs to come back, or uh, I nah, whatever it is. And it's like I keep telling my friends, and and it's like um, you need to get on Twitch, but you know, I mainly tell them it's like you should just create a profile, and you should just go hang out in chats and go yeah. like talk to people, 
and go like engage before you even think about streaming go and sort of try to wrap your head around what it is because i feel like if you don't like hanging out in chats and if you don't like the the format you're probably yeah. not gonna like streaming either it's like it just doesn't exactly. seem but it's uh but it does seem like there's a lot of musicians out there who are showing a lot of resistance and i keep fucking up their ass and they're still like humping the facebook live <laughs> thing i'm like why why are you dry humping the shit out of facebook live when when you know those donations dried up months ago all right calm down it's but i know but but, but, but to me when i see my friends doing that um i I, i'm like dude you're honestly because they'll do the same thing that you would do on twitch right they're sitting there and they're trying to interact and you know hi vanessa thanks for hanging out Uh, this is my next song and at, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, everybody was, like, yeah, it was awesome. Like, it was just gold out there. People were paying rent, you know, like, I know several musicians who were, who fucking, in, in, in two streams, you know, had their rent and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, Facebook does suck for live. Facebook live is super garbage. Um, it, I, but they're trying to do something with the video games or something, but it's just that the culture is not there, right? Like, that was never the culture. The, uh. But it's like when I'm trying to tell people, it's like, like get on Twitch, like do what you're doing, but do it on Twitch, but do it better for Twitch. Like, cause you know, you see people with their phone up there and they're just like, uh, and they're playing and they're still, still doing the same thing. And, and, and I think you can do both right. if you have, you know, different purposes. Like this is the mm-hmm. thing I've brought new people over to Twitch, um, audience wise. Um, you know, every now and then you'll see, I'll be like, oh, this person's new on Twitch. This is my friend, you yeah. know? And the thing is, they might hang out for a while. They may even come back one more time. But no, it's really not stuck for anyone that I've invited. Mm-hmm. They may have thrown a bit or two, a bitty or two, but then they're literally out. Like, they, they're just like, I just don't, I can't do it. Even though everyone's so nice to them. Welcome in. Hey, yeah. you're here, but You know? And they're still just like, they're, they're not there so that's okay you know but mm-hmm. you if you have a wide audience you know there's other streamers that have huge audiences on facebook they have huge audiences on periscope mm-hmm. so they don't want to like ignore those audiences right. and even if you don't have a huge one but you're you know you're working on something i think it's okay to like you know stick on it but definitely do both like don't ignore twitch because twitch is like twitch is the best well, I, yeah, and and like it is literally made for for that. I mean, it's literally made for that. Facebook is not made for that. Facebook Live was just so you could be at the beach and show your friends how cool you are at the beach, you know? Like and and like it never was fostering engagement. It was never fostering anything. And and of course there are people out there who are doing just fine on Facebook or Periscope and they're like, "You know what? This is working for me." I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, you know, like if you're having you had success at the beginning of the pandemic because people felt sorry for your ass and now you don't have that. Maybe it's time to think about switching, (laughs) switching it up. I agree. I agree with you. And I think that it's good that like, you know, that we're here and we're on Twitch. And I feel very fortunate to to have gotten into Twitch when I did, because I know it's only going to get more and more popular. And so I don't think like. I need to push anyone to do anything that they don't want to do. It's like mm-hmm. TikTok, you know, it's like, if you don't want to do it. Don't do it. But right. it's like, if you did get in in the beginning, like you're happy right now, you're smiling. You right. know what I mean? 
right, you've yeah. got a lot of fans. You got more fans on TikTok than you had anywhere else in your life. You're probably making some money. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, honestly, it's like you. I think we just do us. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get more popular regardless of how many people we bring in. If if Twitch wants to give me some money to bring in new people, I'm down to do that. Hell <laughs> but yeah! If, Hell yeah! You know, I'm cool just being here with us, with our community, and you know what I mean. Like whoever wants to join, cool. Like right. I'm not forcing anybody to come and get this money. That's on them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not forcing anybody <laughs> to come and get this money. Somebody come get this money. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, yeah, man, it, it's a. I don't. It's like um, I when I I just with the resistance people give you. It, I I went through this with the podcast because I've been doing the podcast for five years, and then this is sort of um this sort of is blending the podcast because this is going to be a audio version as well. It'll come out in a couple weeks and have a totally different reception and a totally different audience. And it's like you know, like a, a podcast episode will get a few thousand downloads. But not one of them listeners are are on Twitch. They're just not making it, and and so like it's weird that these different platforms don't necessarily you know overlap. You know, like they don't like um like who uh who's on who's on Twitch? Who's one of the famous people? Like you know, Questlove um Questlove obviously is gonna have a following and stuff. But what I love yeah. about like these famous people coming to Twitch is that they still have the same awful. <laughs> uh um the same tech issues as everyone else right it's the great equalizer yeah. it's the great yeah. fucking uh it, it, like it doesn't matter it, like quest love could have all the people in the world in his chat but he's still like having drop frames and he's still going like what the fuck and then and then it goes offline you know and it's like to me i love that aspect about twitch it's sort of this equalizer that that you you sort of have to earn your spot in this and still have to earn a spot even if you do are coming in with with uh you know with with your own audience but back to like sort of on the growth of twitch is like when i talk to people five years ago hi uh human race thanks for stopping me man no problem you know don't worry about it baby it's all good you're here now um this is this is why sound video texts need more love. Yeah, I feel you there. The behind the scenes people need more love for sure. But but five years ago when I started the podcast, nobody knew what a podcast was. You know, like Joe Rogan was just sort of starting to put the name of a podcast on the map, and there was a few podcasts that were somewhat popular, but no one knew. And so, like, I just chugged away at it, and and you know, five years later, I have like a little audience, and that's nice, and and it's and it's growing, and I I love that, and I'll forever be grateful for podcasting, but I see that in the same way with Twitch. Um, why do you think Twitch is gonna keep growing? I'm just curious on why you think it is. Well, from what I've seen, it's you know, kind of on the it's on the forefront of like this interaction, um, but it's really like. It's really by the book compared to a lot of other apps as well. Like, I think there might be other apps that have interaction and stuff. And, you know, I also play on another app called Sessions Live once in a while. And hmm. um, there's other things from other countries and things like that. But um, the thing is, it's really like it's got a ton of a ton of great ways to level up. You know, an audience can level up. A musician can level up. 
you know, you're always working towards something, always working towards a goal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's got this like community, this community based vibe that I feel like no other apps really have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all of that is a winning formula and it's something new. It's fresh, you know, and it's kind of exclusive in a way because yeah, you do have to kind of like wrap your head around it. You have mm-hmm. to be willing to go there, you know, right. to be a part of it and to, to reap that reward, of, you know, being in it. So I think I think it has all the you know marketing wise, and I think it has all the all the goods to to sustain. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I I I see that because Twitch has this very unique community based thing. I do see it growing on that, and then when you also see how Twitch is actively bringing you know um, famous people like the dude from Linkin Park and uh, Logic and Questlove and and there, you know, there's a bunch of new celebrities, sort of celebrities coming over and figuring. I mean, I just found out today that Donald Trump had a, a Twitch page. I had no idea. I think he's partnered too. So it's just like, <laughs> but it, it's uh, but yeah, I I mean, you see it, how it's growing as a platform, and and of course the the pandemic sort of exacerbated that, right? Like it. Um, I think it grew, what was it? It was like 300%. It's been insane. Like like quarter one, it grew by like 50%. And then by quarter two, it's grown. Like, and now here here we are and it, it's just it's getting out of control the the musicians category has blown the shit up and and everybody you see who sort of had their foot in the door before the pandemic they're mm-hmm. doing real good right like they're like i think the fantastic plastics are probably one of the best examples on twitch of this and especially yeah. as a band like them who are sort of um uh they were sort of disenfranchised by the um oh okay yeah um okay we'll wrap um the the um they sort of became disenfranchised by um jesus christ what was i talking about (laughs) i saw that message and i I didn't want to i got distracted um people doing well who were streaming before the pandemic yes yes well the fantastic plastics are a great example of that because they were um they they were already on the growth. They were disenfranchised with touring, with 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 playing live gigs. You know, they were working their ass off for ten years, and then they sort of found this home on Twitch. And and then once the pandemic hit, they were already doing well, and now they're just like, you know, they're just blowing up. And yeah. it, it's it, it's really, I mean, it's really a platform that I look forward to growing in because there is a possibility for real growth as opposed yeah. to like these other platforms that are sort of um you know uh overran with everybody you know everybody's i feel like the algorithm on this is a little bit more fair and skewed in our favor but Dree, um wrapping up here uh what are your plans with future with music what, what are you trying to uh what are you what are you doing next besides growing your twitch yeah. Um, I mean, Twitch has just become such a big part of things and, and I'm so excited for, for the potential growth that it has. And like you said, I it, other apps I haven't seen that same growth. I've mm. seen it's kind of stagnant. Yeah. And and so um definitely want to keep growing my Twitch and you know, maybe I'll start a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, I'm working on I'm working on my next single. Um, it's it's uh, I don't know exactly when it's going to come out, but it just I just sent it to mastering, and I got a really awesome person to do it, and I'm just I'm so stoked. It's sounding so good. So I'm still working on my own music, and you know, hopefully, going to be releasing a lot more music a lot more frequently. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm singing on on people's stuff as well. I'm I'm demoing vocals now, which is something I didn't I didn't do from home before. Mm, yeah. Um. And you know, I'm just I'm looking for people to write with. You know, if you are an artist and you, you know, want want some good songs, you want to co-write. Like I'm I'm doing that. And just you know, just gonna keep building, keep doing my shows, and see where where this crazy world takes me. Beautiful, um, Dre. Um, I, I know you gotta go. I know you got about about five minutes. I'm gonna hold you to that five minutes. Um, do you, can we can we play uh, at least one round of how much does it cost on Craigslist? It's a quick game. Yeah. I promise I'll get you. It. I promise I'll get you here, out of here by two fifteen. Sure. Awesome. Okay, so uh, it's only because people, because I've been getting, I, I forgot to do it last time and people were angry, so I, I got to make up for <laughs> sucking at it last time. Okay, let me, uh, I'm going to re, uh, re, uh, figure this real quick. I'm going to, oh, oh, there it is. So I'm going to share the screen with you, Dree, so you can see okay. what's going on. And then... <laughs> There you go. Oh, oh, what happened? Oh, can you see the screen? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Hold on. Can you see that? Yes. Okay, awesome. So this is where this is how much does it cost on Craigslist? Uh, it's a okay. pretty simple game. All you got to do, it's like the price is right, but uh, you can go over. So it's whoever is closest and uh, who whoever is closest to guessing how much the item is and I'll read the description and we'll uh, we'll put the prices in chat and uh, we can win one of these awesome patches. This is a uh, first responder, Wu-Tang, uh, uh, When Nature Calls, uh, uh, Jim Carrey from Ace Ventura and Bernie Sanders. That's what's up for grabs today. So let's get into it. So our first item up for bid is the Italian church bench, antique 18th century. Where is this from? I don't know where it's from. Solid antique <laughs> bench from an Italian church. Ooh, uh, ram that? heads, arms, uh, intricate carvings. That I had to read it. I couldn't even see it. Can you guys see it? Uh, I don't know if you guys can see it very well. Oh, my God, I did. It. Can, you, can you see it okay? Okay, so, all right, guys, start dropping. Human race goes 3,000. You guys start dropping your bids in the chat. And um, Dree... How about we go with, we'll start with you first. How much do you think that this Italian church bench antique 18th century piece costs on Craigslist? Gosh, because it's Craigslist. That's the problem. <laughs> so I was going to say, I was going to say like 15000 Okay. So Dree's going 15000 All right, guys, drop your bids in the chat. I'll give you guys a few seconds. I'm going to try to figure out how to zoom in on this so you guys can see a, a little bit bigger of a picture. But, oh, golly, I didn't do that. That's not good. Uh, oh, okay. Well, sorry, guys. I tried harder. Hold on. Oh, I know what I can do. All right, guys, drop your bids in the chat Why I do this real quick. All right, this should help a little. Fresh. All right. 
So, okay, so there you go, guys. I, I'm going to cut it off because we have a limited amount of time, and I want to do one more round with our guest today. So um, we got, I'm sorry, Dree, what did you said? 15,000 for Dree. Okay. 15,000 for Dree. All right, guys. Actual retail price on Craigslist. Eleven thousand five hundred. Oh damn, Dree, you got it. You got it. What? I think Whispering Glitter is closer. Closer. What is that? What did Whis No, Whispering Glitter said one thousand two hundred. One two three four. Oh, Very cute. About. I added extra zero in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, you got fifteen thousand. You won. So, Dree, just uh, Dree, uh, you can pick one of these patches, and I'll show you before you go. But it's the Wu Tang, uh, or Jim Carrey, or Bernie Sanders. And I'll send it out. Just just send me your address and or a P.O. box, whatever you want, and I will send it out to you. That was our guest today who won. Wow. Uh, let's do one more, guys, and then we got to let her go because she has to do things, and she's a busy lady. Uh, Gotham. Uh, okay, we're going to go with this one. Gotham City. It's a painting. How much does this paint? It's James Enders, pop artist. I don't know who James Enders is, but it's from 2011. So if you guys want to drop your, drop your, uh, drop your bids in the chat, and we will try to uh, see if we can get someone another uh, win another patch. So, Dree, I'm going to start with you. How much do you think this uh, this painting on Craigslist costs? I'm gonna go with two thousand. Oh, she's yeah. I feel like you're you're. I feel like you're close actually, but I, I shouldn't say that because I have no idea what. The, <laughs> it honestly looks like a three year old painted this, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm a terrible judge at art, by the way. I'm, this could this could be like millions of dollars. Seventy five dollars, right? <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Go ahead, drop it in. I will give you a few more seconds here just uh, to let it go, uh, let it sink in here. 2000 for Dree, thank you. 209, oh, Whispering Glitter, 209. Mighty Mighty, 2500. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you 10 seconds, y'all, I'm, and I'm going to do an air raid. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Okay. All right, we're going to do it. Actual retail price on Craigslist. $2,600. My goodness, mighty, mighty. I think you won. $2,500. Yeah, mighty, mighty. You have won a patch. Congratulations. Congratulations. Word. Dree. Let me bring Dree back on real quick before uh, we say goodbye, because I want to make sure that... Uh, that uh, we have a proper goodbye here. So let's bring yeah, Dree yeah. back on. And, um, oh my. Fun. All right, Dree, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you coming on the show and, you know, being, you know, doing your thing with us. And I really look forward to seeing your streams in the future. And um, I would love to hear some new music. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No and, um, you know, if you guys, um, if you guys are interested, I'm streaming tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Yes, And I'm usually on Friday and Sunday. And let's and? party. Let's party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's party. And um, 
if you guys want to check out my music as well, I have a link I can post or what whatnot. Um, check me out on Spotify, and you know, if you follow me, then you'll be privy to the new single when it comes out. Hell yeah! I'm gonna go ahead and just do this. Bam! All right, Dre, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful uh, afternoon. It's it's afternoon for you. It's about evening for me. So. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you tonight in the stream. Thank you so much. That was so fun. Oh, um, well, I'm guys... glad you had a good time. Yes, it was so great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Dre, maybe you come back on when you release a new song or something. We'll, we'll chat that it out. Sounds... Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much, Dree, for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show and chatting it up with us. Again, go check out dreamonmusic.com, D-R-E-E-M-O-N-M-U-S-I-C.com. Also, check her out on Twitch. She's streaming. She's out there doing it big. Uh, Twitch.tv slash DreamOnMusic. Go get yourself some Dree. Of course, she's streaming on all music platforms, Spotify, Google Music, uh, or Google Play, um, iTunes, all those. You know. You know the drill. Okay, guys. I really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, Friday, we have Steve Grumbine of Macro and Cheese Podcast and The Real Progressives. Com. Check that out. We'll be streaming at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We speak English good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll be we'll be streaming at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, uh, uh, I hope that you guys are um, are doing well. Go and uh, like, subscribe, review. Go check out RaidMystique.com. Go check out WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. Check us out at, on Mondays and Fridays uh, on Twitch. And uh, we got lots of cool guests coming up next week for the podcast. I believe it's going to be Spirit Machines. Spirit Machines is a band out of Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, who is like, they're like a, a, like a metal uh, not like screaming like they have a very lovely singer pepper who is a who who's a, a a female fronted band but uh you know i don't like those distinctions it's like it's a female rock bit no it's just a, they're fucking rock it's like metal but like tool it's like it like you know you know how tool is metal i guess but or new metal or something i don't know what it is it just if you think it's like tool I don't think she really screams. She's very melodic. She sings very nice. Anyway, <laughs> Spirit Machines are going to be on the show. We had a great conversation, especially about kind of what they're going through with their with their protest movements and how uh, they get harassed by cops and 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 their experiences with with uh, you know social injustices and 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 how they've been finding success with their new. 
video Zober, which is a hybrid between Sober from Tool and what was the other one? Oh shit! Damn it! It's like they they mashed up two songs. Um, oh my gosh! What is it? Anyways, it's a Zeppelin song, so they call it Zober. Also, there's a whole email thread. Of, oh my god! I'm gonna read it to you guys for the show. Anyways. I gotta go. I gotta go pack my shit still, and I hope that everyone is doing well. <coughs> yep, that was me choking on my spit again. Jesus. I'm quickly becoming just that nasty geriatric man who, like, I'm gonna be like spitting cottage cheese at people as I talk at, at lunch. God damn. Oh, okay. All right. <sighs> I'm okay. I'm composing myself. All right. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Take care of fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. I love you guys. Be safe. Protest peacefully. Be safe. Bye.